If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Hello, Jane. I'm back for the week. Yay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yay. Now, <laughs> after talking to everybody, I feel like I'm all talked out to death. But um, I guess that comes with the territory. Um, well, we don't have to make it a long show. Yeah, I don't want to make it a long show. And basically, I want to just... Uh, get out to the point and um, let me pull something up real quick here. Um, until we start now, I guess starting next week, we're going to really get heavy into the trust and the equities and stuff like that. Um, hold on a second. I want to, I want to, before we even start getting into the equity stuff and, and trust, you know, there's things that this group needs to understand and what we're starting to um, determine here about that as well. Um, I read that, uh, I just wanted to know, I read that um, call that you gave me, the paper, you know, like some paperwork that you sent Uh me. And so basically I'm reading that and I see that whoever they were, they have a hard time understanding who to turn in their notices to. Yeah. You, if you, yeah, they're having a hard time with that. So, um, I guess you know, if I when, later on we'll talk about that and figure out who they were, maybe we can talk to them. Okay. Um, yeah, because I think um, you know they need to figure some stuff out here. That I'm trying to find the form 56. Let me see. Because you know I want to go back in here to bring up a point. Let me see. It says Form 56 instructions. Huh? I wanted to read something uh, in here. Um, if anybody's on my wall, you know, on top, uh, Facebook, you know, Nelly de Torres Santiago, the wall that I made over there for the people who, you know, like to hear the biblical perspective versus the. Um, any perspective. I put all kinds of stuff up there, definitions and stuff. Today I decided I wanted to put up something. Um, and you guys know I'm a crazy lady. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. But I got me a download today. You know, um, as you know, I put someone's uh, photo up there. They needed prayer. They're in a coma. And I did my prayer this morning. And on the side of the prayer, I got my, I got some more answers today for the people. And um, what was, <laughs> so um, today my definition today was called um, style. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, you saw the style. I, I pulled that up because um, 
in my answer today, in my download, in my prayer, you know, I received this letter one day from the Attorney General, okay? And I told you that in order for you to be able to take down a corporation, you have to have proof that you, con- you, know, you conducted an administrative process, okay? Uh-huh. That means you got to prove that you approached someone, whether it be an agency, secretary of state, or whoever. We already know that. I don't care what they tell you. You know, we were talking to them about how they don't have a license over there at the state. And then she says, oh, because we're the state. I said, really? Well, you're not a state when I'm looking you up in Dun & Bradstreet. You have a totally different name operating out of, uh, you know, England and London and U.K., so they don't want to talk about that. That's fine. So my answer today was, and my download was that I have everything I need to take them down now. Wow. And I got my vision today. And my vision oh. says, it, it's showing me the letter that I wrote to the Attorney General and my response. Uh-huh. And it says that I'm able to... to I've been given the right of passage to go after the agencies and all degrees and all manners and even in ways that I don't even know about and that they cannot pursue, okay? That means I can use silent law on them. I can use lawful law, common law, legal law. I can go after them fully. So what does all degrees mean for me? It won't be the same for you, but I, I'm going to tell you why I'm going to share it with you is because many of you people in this talk show are very intelligent people who have gone to college, who have gone, or you have gone to vocational school, and you have a license, or you have a degree. He said in the letter, in, in all degrees. Okay. My, my letter... Uh, I told you I I already have a name change since 1970. That means they were breaching my trust since 1970. I already had a name change. And you'll know because they have to steal your record. It doesn't matter. They steal your record, right? Uh But they're not telling you that. This is something done internally. And they don't tell you that you have rights already and all this other stuff as um, in a civil court or anything. So, in all degrees doesn't only mean that when your father claimed you, you have rights at all levels and all degrees going all the way back to your first descendants, okay? Or whenever they created the Sestika Lysha. Right. But it also means, for me, in my case, I was meant to do this. I was meant to sue the hell out of them. Not in a mean way, like, you know, you got to go in there with honor. But Uh when I checked all of my degrees, people, all of my degrees pertain to everything they've done to us. I have a clerical degree. I have a secretarial degree. I have a cleric license from working in the courthouse. I have a public administrator's degree. I have a healthcare administration degree, and then I have a forensic federal license, okay? Wow. Why does that cover me in my case? I'm going to tell you why. And it's going to help you too because I was meant to do this. 
And and I already know what I have to do. I know it's going to set precedence because, um, hold on one second. So basically, I'm going to tell you why all of these degrees mattered. Even though my father opened the pathway in all degrees by claiming me and removing me from their um, den of hell, all of the education that I got helps me to defeat them. You will not be able to 12B6 me because, see, when I tell them that when you put the name in all capital letters, it's not because the computer does it automatically. It's because it's a style that they're using out of the government style manual, okay? And based on the, yeah, the style manual means that when they wrote that in all capital letters, right, um, let me pull up the definition. Uh, and I know this because when I was taught in um, clerical school, they were teaching you, turn that off, please. Turn that off. Hey, drink water. Um, we were taught that when you're going to work as a secretary or a clerk or a clerical, we were going to have to write in a certain style. And we know that before the computer even came into the system, not to mention, they're not even going to be able to get us with the computers. Now, I want to keep the show short because I'm telling you stuff that maybe I shouldn't even be telling you. I also have a CISA network engineering degree. That means when they were doing C prompt uh, DOS to get into the computer by uh -huh. executing commands, I, I was yeah. trained in that too. I was trained from the very beginning all the way down to network engineer, all the way up to, um, uh, you know, people that were learning COBOL, Fortran. Um, they were learning yeah. uh, DOS. They were learning, um, I went all the way up to, God, I can't remember the name of the program now. It doesn't matter because, you know, I told you that I trained with with some high people. Yeah. And so... I even, that's why I recognize, and even in their computer coding, that they were using something satanic. Because, you know, I, I would post things on my wall, and I know it didn't make sense to you guys, but it's style, okay? And uh -huh. style is, um, let me see, I think I gave you guys number seven. A customary manner of of, um, let me see here, a customary manner of presenting printed material, including usage, punctuation, spelling, topography, and arrangement, a manual of style, okay? What does the government use? They use a style manual, so all of the government uses more or less the same style because uh, when you're going to, uh, you know, in order for all clerks, and secretaries to know how to do something, it has to be what? It has to be uniform. That's why you have the Uniform Law Commission, the Uniform Commercial Code, the Uniform yep. this and that. Anything that's uniform means it has to be the same across the board everywhere. Why? Because you're doing interstate commerce, and when you take papers from one place to another, it has to be recognized, okay? Otherwise, um, you're writing in your own language, uh, then it becomes foreign to them. Okay. 
Yeah. It's the language that becomes foreign to them. Not, you know. So that was number seven. Let me see. Number eight. What is a style? A name or title? Business under the style of Wilson and Weber. You were given what? You were given a title with a name on it. The birth certificate is a title, right? Uh-huh. Um, let me see what else it was. Oh, an implement used for etching or engraving. Isn't your name written in engravement on your birth certificate like you're in a grave, tombstone grave? Yep. So it's used for etching and engraving. Then I went down some. Hold on here. Let me go into my definitions here. And then I found 18, to name or call, designate, to style a man a fool. Now, let me tell you something. They don't just put these definitions out there to be cute. They're trying to tell you something. Oh, yeah. Okay? And I don't know if any of you guys, I don't know if Kyle's on here, but um, he was telling me that, uh, what's his name, Donald Trump, he was trying to tell people that they were dead, and he was pointing to all the people in the back row somewhere in the group of people that he was talking to. He was pointing to them, telling them that they were all dead. Here's another one. Um, I don't know who's got some heavy breathing going on there. Yeah, if you all can mute yourselves out until it's question time. And I appreciate it. Okay. So then um, the next one says, you styled into a dead man. I put this down as a dead man walking in the States, okay? You know why? Because what they do is when you turn five, you know what you have to do? You've got to now register for school. And you know how I know that they have to declare you missing by five? Because they cannot handle your estate if you are alive. Right. So when you're five, before it used to be seven and six. You know, you had to be missing for seven years, and you didn't go to school until that time. Uh-huh. But now, when you're five, before you start hitting the school, they have to um, declare you missing. How do you know this, people? Here's your cue. You have to have your kid's birth certificate, otherwise they can't go to school. And they have to have what? A shot record. They want to make sure that their property is vaccinated. They want to make sure that you put a Social Security number, and I think they get paid like $18,000 a year. And you know what the 18000 Let's just give you an example. I know this because I, I know what the school gets paid here um, for, per child. They have to write block grants which block you from getting anything, they're getting the money uh, for educating your children, okay? And then they go around telling you what you got to do, and, and they got paid through your, through your own kid's birth certificate, and, and you're feeding your kids, clothing them, and then they're charging you taxes for your kid that you're feeding and clothing, but we're going to get to that too, okay? Then you have, um, let me see here, uh, what was the other one? Number three, let me see. I want to go back. Uh, it says to call or name, designate. George the Fourth styled his brother Duke of Windsor. Okay? Uh-huh. You're giving them a style. What it means is that when the government names you, 
and he capitulates and he he's capitalizing on you. So um you they have to write all the names in a certain style and you know some of you will say, Well I only have a, a middle name, middle initial or that means they're changing the style because something has occurred. Maybe there was a bankruptcy, you know, was fixed up or something. Um, and you're never going to see it anyways because it's done internally in the minutes of a court that you don't even see it. It's held without your knowledge. Secret court. Uh, somebody say, well, only my last name is capitalized. Well, that's as far as they can go because they have control of the surname as well. That's not a name that your parents pick for you. They will presume if you don't say anything, it'll be mom's. And if you do say something and claim the child, it'll have your last name. But even if you're married and you don't claim the child, then the child is just going to get the all-capital name. And sooner or later, you're going to see the all-capital name because when they do something internally in the courts, they capitalize on the name. So it says to make consistent with rules of style. Style a manuscript, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what? all I'm telling you here is another key to your knowing that something is being taken out of your control is that um, it's not, it's written like in a secret language, but it's not a secret language. It's um, written in a certain way, and when it's written that way, right, it's not because the computer automatically does it, okay? Because a long time ago, there were no computers. We were using typewriters, and we were told to style it that way. It's called a style. Uh-huh. And so that means you can go to the government style manual, and you can pull it up, and it'll tell you what it means when you put it in brackets or in quotation marks. So when you're writing a case to the court, you're going to have to style it in a language. Hey, hey in a language that they're going to be able to understand what you're saying. And the more you know, the better you will get through this mess, okay? Uh Now, um, another thing is that, um, let me see, what was I going to go on to next here? Uh, Okay. Um, your, Your degrees, okay? Many of you have a degree that you might not know, but it's going to be helpful to you. You might have an adoption that's helpful to you. That means your record is sealed. You might have um, a degree or vocational in secretarial, um, in government. You might have government training. You might have a government license that specializes in something. But I tell you what. You might think it's not valid. Well, let me tell you something. When they're trying to tell you that you're stupid and they're acting like they don't know what you're talking about and you lay down that license, right, Uh it does have value. And that will help you. um, It's going to help you to help you in your case so that they can't shut you out and say, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what you're talking about. Hold on one second. Uh, okay. So basically, you all need to start looking at your degrees, okay? Now, here's another thing that I, I want to read something to you from the Book of Covenants. I have this Book of Covenants, 
and I was going over it with Jane the other day, and I went over it with um, a couple of other people. Let me see here. I want to... Um, let me see here. Can I pull up my book of covenants? Okay. I'm sorry for all the background noise. Okay. Oh, that's you? Yeah, that's me. You know, everybody knows I'm doing a radio show in of all places, right? So forgive me, it's it's my end. <laughs> I, I and I wanna mute myself out, so <laughs> <laughs> now I have a book. And I don't know if anybody has a copy of this book, but I only have like 17 pages that I found about two years ago. And I just decided to look at it because I have another book of covenants. And um, it talks about the name change and their being um, under the Abrahamic covenant. Uh-huh. But we have covenants, people. And these covenants are what dominate this world. Okay? And we don't really know about the covenants because... Nobody talks about that. Nobody even, um, you know, it's not talked about in school. That's why, you know, when I'm thinking about separation of church and state, now I know why they do separation of church and state. They don't ever want you to know about these biblical covenants, okay? So um, let me see here. Uh, Okay, I'm going to read something to you, but uh, you're going to find a couple of things in here, a really big surprise, okay? Well, this is called the Introduction to the Biblical Covenants, the Noahic Covenant, and um, the Priestly Covenant. It's written by, um, it's Vice President for Academic Administration, Professor of Bible and Old Testament, okay? Uh Now, how could these people who are professors in the Bible, okay, know these things, and yet those who have a church, or they have a, you know, some kind of um, religious uh, group not teach this, okay? Not teach this. That means that there's some other kind of things going on in the background that you were not taught in college or when you went to your, um, you know, your religious or seminary training or when you became a pastor. I don't know how you, you know, how you became ordained, but um, in here, let me see, because I have it here. Uh, Okay, let me see here. I, I want to see, like, um, in here, a covenant, right? Mm-hmm. They go right back into the Latin, and it's talking about to convene, have a meeting, to assemble for a common person, uh, common um, purpose, okay? And the word covenant today is seldom used, but I told you guys a while back that the word covenant means to cut off, okay? Somebody's asking what the name of the book is? Um, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Look, the book is called, oh, you know what, let me go to page two. It's called The Master's Seminary Journal. And let me see if it has a date on here. Um, it was for, uh, uh, here's what's on the left-hand corner, T-M-S-J, in all capital letters, 10 forward slash 2, Fall of 1999, and then it says pages 173 to 189. I only got 17 pages. That was what I found online, you know, and it was in a PDF. Okay. okay. 
So, it, you know, it's not like I had all, but I am trying to find, um, uh, you know, uh, all of them. So in here, they only talk about six covenants, okay? And it's the Noahic, Abrahamic, Priestly Covenant, Mosaic, Davidic, and the New Covenant, okay? And, you know, they're talking about something in here, and I want to find it real quick. I'm not going to go through all of this at all, you know, because it's not about biblical. I mean, I'm not getting bible on you here. I'm just treating the Bible for what it is, which is actually a law book, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Okay, let me see here. Okay, let's see. What are they talking about here? They're talking about the word, I, I don't know, berit, berit, And it's saying in here that the word berit occurs 33 times in the New Testament, 17 the in word? Hebrew. Huh? The word berit, B-E-R-I-T. Oh, okay. But it's saying here, and it's not really a big deal, but it's saying here, and it's 17 in Hebrews, 9 in the letters of Paul, four times in the Synoptic Gospels, twice in Acts, and once in Revelation, okay? And the word means last will and testament, okay? I just wanted you guys to know that. That Interesting. Yeah, it means last will and testament. Okay. Now... Um, let me see something here. I wanted you guys to know this, okay? There's a covenant phraseology. Now, this is being taught in the seminary school, okay? Uh-huh. Me and you, we don't go to seminary school. We're just ordinary people that are supposed to be taught by the church. Yeah. Uh, a number of Old Testament phrases describe the covenant event. And Jeremiah 34.10 speaks of entering a covenant. In Dan 9.27, Antichrist is said to impose by force a covenant with Israel at the onset of the tribulation period. God instructs Noah to build an ark, promising Noah that I will establish my covenant with you. Elsewhere, he says, I will give my covenant established it and command uh and command it okay uh-huh. so antichrist has been around since the old testament people why are we only talking about an antichrist in revelation i have no idea but this is why i had this big big problem with um the revelation book okay uh-huh because I'm like, this book is out of whack with the rest of the Bible. And, um, you know, all of a sudden this Antichrist comes around. But I want to, I want you to write this in your notes. I said that a last will and testament lasts for 999 years, okay? Uh-huh. I told you that Satan that says he was going to be let out. That means they were going to allow him to rule with his covenant, I guess he made a covenant with Israel that you guys don't know about, but it's supposed to last for a thousand years, okay? Even if it was off and on, okay? And this Bible keeps recirculating based on cycles instead of by a linear time frame, okay? Now, here's something, okay? 
sometimes oaths or solemn promises were given as pledges of fidelity. And this is all in Genesis and in Kings. Um, anybody who wants the, the, the booklet, you know, um, I'd have to email it to you, okay? All right, you know what? I'm going to upload it to Redemption Equity. How about that? That way you can just download it. And it says, even God is mentioned as having sworn an oath when he reiterated his covenant with Israel prior to entering the land. And when he promised David a perpetual throne. So, now, don't ask me if he walked on the land because I wasn't there. They're talking about somebody who's have, who has a covenant with Israel and they walk on the land. Now, the reason why I'm reading this to you is because these people were talking about these covenants. They're professors. And maybe I'm going to tell you that they're Jewish or they have something that that we just don't know about. They're, you know, because I'm in this Israel Bible study, and I'm telling you, they are really throwing a monkey wrench into the Bible, okay? Okay. Covenant signs, okay? Another occasional feature was the sign of the covenant. Though similar to a pledge or a gift, which was given when enacting a human covenant, okay? When you're enacting a human covenant, it's considered like a pledge or a gift, the sign, the sign of a divine covenant was generally a repeatable memorial. What is happening here, people? We're being pledged as babies, and we sure as hell haven't gotten any repeatable memorials. As a matter of fact, the only thing we got was a condemnation, okay? So we know something's wrong here. Covenant witnesses. Frequently, covenants between individuals were said to be divinely witnessed before God. Laban, when making a covenant with Jacob, repeatedly reminded his son-in-law that no man is with us, God is witness between you and me. And it's in uh, Genesis 31:50, 50, uh, verse 53. So you can call upon God to be your witness in a private covenant, okay? Then it talks about covenants. We're dealing with um, fidelity to the covenant in its most fundamental anchor and constitutes the essence of it. Um, It talks about covenants, you know, like they're wholly undeserved and they're unmerited, but they're secure with promises of eternal fidelity. Well, we know that there's all kinds of covenants. Some are conditional, some are not with God. According to the biblical covenants that they're speaking of here. Violators of divine covenant are promised the curses of the covenant, which is in Deuteronomy 29.21, and divine vengeance, Leviticus 26.25. In the case of a covenant between individuals walking between the pieces of a sacrifice, they would provide a visual threat of similar dismemberment should the covenant obligations go unmet. A consequence ultimately realized in Judah's capture by Babylon. You know, I think, I don't know what, J-E-R, it doesn't say Jeremiah on here, but it's J-E-R 34, 18 to 20. Okay, and they they even have a formula in here, okay, Uh Um, for this covenant, okay? Those who consummate a covenant by walking between the divided carcass, 
the reason why I highlight that is, remember, what do they call you? They call you a consumer. Okay? I told you that the word Jesus without the letter J, it means consumer. Okay? Hmm. Write that down because that's what they're calling you today. You're called a consumer. Okay. Um, Triel had brought something up really important too, which was she says if you go to the Department of Commerce, I don't know if this is where it is, but, uh, and you look at it, uh, of commerce. She said their logo. Um, oh, yeah, she said something about it being an angel. Department of Commerce? I think so. Or, wait a minute, no, the Department of Commerce has a a ship, doesn't it? I'm not sure, but I think she told me it had a penis. Yeah, upside down or something. It's something of um. Yeah, the shield has a ship on the water. You know, an old sailing ship, like an old galleon, and then underneath it, it has the. It looks like the Washington Monument. Yeah, I was about to tell you. It's probably like it looks like an obelisk. Yeah, but um, also in the word style, it's almost describing the same thing. Like for the pen, the stylus, the oblique, um, it's it's something that you know you have to look at these um, actual symbols and turn them around. And you'll see a whole different picture. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, um, I just want to remind you this again. I'm going to read it again. Decedent's estate. Okay. The decedent's estate is a taxable entity, separate from the decedent that comes into existence at the time of the decedent's death. Okay? It generally continues to exist until the final distribution of the estate's assets is made to the heirs and other beneficiaries. Okay? So, you cannot just go out writing A for V's and all this other stuff because you're simulating, like you're going in here writing A for B's. You know, people are saying, oh, I'm going to write a voucher. I'm going to do this. And why do you go to jail? Because you're simulating their currency system, okay? You know, here's another thing too. Like I'm going to go into the UCC thing now. I'm going to really look at it, okay? I'm going to do you all a favor and look at that UCC. But it says here that you're dead until you die. That estate belongs to someone who's dead until you die. And then it comes to life. And then they pay everybody, right? They pay everyone upon your death. Okay? Yeah, because all you're doing is setting off the debt until a future time. You die. And, and then the estate pays for it. Right. Just like going through probate. Exactly. So I am looking into, okay, so you can't pay for nothing until you die, right? So what are they making you do? They make you sign what? A promissory note, right? That's right. You're setting it off. Right. And you're going in and you cash in, you know, the note, right? They cash in, actually. You know, they make the money. It's created because you did a you did the promissory note, 
and then you go and you promise to pay it. And let's just say 30 years from now, now you let's say you borrow 100,000, and then 30 years from now you owe them 200,000, right? Uh huh. But you know that you didn't really pay them. Because if you did pay them, then you would you wouldn't you would have an allodial title. But because you don't really own it, they give you this this legal title, okay? Right. So you didn't really pay them. They're still holding ownership of it. It's almost like you borrowed it until you died. But now you you created even a bigger debt because in the end, the debt is two hundred thousand. Okay. Uh huh. That you just recirculated in Federal Reserve notes, or you know, they're using their financial system. Okay. So now the debt is even double or triple of what it was before. So the trust. People talk about the trust, and I've talked to an expert in the trust, and why do we want to put a birth certificate in the trust and you can't use it no more? It belongs to the trust. Right? Well, how about you put it in the trust and you go and you write a promissory note payable upon death. Why? Because it can't be paid until you die anyway. And I don't want to lie and make a double, you know, double taxation and double the debt because I borrowed the paper, I borrowed the instrument, the negotiating instrument from somebody else, right? Uh huh. When I could have set up my own living trust and write a promissory note payable at death. How would that make my trust valid without getting in trouble? First of all, you have to give notice. You have to put a public notice. And you have to give people a chance to dispute you so that you can't do it. Do a declaration of trust. But you've got to let people know you're doing a trust. That's how you're going to operate. Number two, it has to be non-commercial. You can't operate in commerce because if you're operating in commerce, you're using their stuff, which is called commercial. That's the name of their product. And then if you operate in commerce, you can't use Federal Reserve notes. So that means you're going to have to work for free. You have to do something. You just can't sit around here writing up trust things and not do something for your community. Okay? Because would that make it fair that you're just writing up papers and you don't have nothing to show for what? See, a long time ago we had bartering. Now you have a trust, you do something good. It doesn't matter. You can sit there writing up papers, teaching kids, doing, you know, a carpool. They're going to say, oh, well, that's why you need a license in case this or that. No, you have a whole harmless clause because of the fact that you're, you, you even taking care of your family, should have been, you should have been paid for that. When they wanted women to start going out and voting and they wanted them to start participating in the workforce, they should have been paying you for it. Well, that's why they wanted to get them into the workforce so they could tax Yeah. They made money from you going to the workforce, honey. And not only oh, that, yeah. but you used to be at home taking care of your children. Let, let me tell you why I know they owe you the money. Because, see, now they take your birth certificate and they tell you that when the child turns six weeks of age, you've got to put them in a daycare. 
Why the hell would I want someone to watch my baby when I can watch my own baby? You can pay me for sitting at home watching the baby. At least I know the child will be loved. At least I know I changed his diaper. I know I fed the child. And guess what? And I know that I took care of him for you, government, because the government, you know, is there, is created by the people for the people so that if somebody ever came to war with us, my child would be healthy and strong and be able to defend our country. These people, what they're doing is backwards, okay? Would you be lying if you wrote a promissory note and you told them it would be payable upon death? No. You have a birth certificate. And you know the state. Yeah, here's the state. Oh, well, it belongs to us. You know what I would say? No, it doesn't. It belongs to me. You gave it to me, and guess what? I keep it. I want it. Thank you. Just like, remember when Trial did the name to you to try to steal it from her, and they said that she gave it to them? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when they gave me the birth certificate, you gave it to me. And obviously, you gave it to me for something for my youth. That's right. Because you know what? If that was all I needed to survive on this planet, you wouldn't have had to give me a social security number, too. And you know they give you lots of birth certificates, not just one. You can order them over and over again. That's right. You can order as many as you want. That's right. Why? How could you be able to order 20 at a time? Because you can use them. I used mine again the other day. The same birth certificate. must have a lot of money in it. (laughs) I tell you a story that I had this lady flying out of the front of that school, okay? She called me at 8 o'clock on the dot sharp. I was still asleep because I'm retired. But... I guess what? We have an opening and we want your granddaughter back. Please send her back to our school. I didn't even know. I was still half asleep. I said, who is it? She says, it's so-and-so school and we have an opening. Can you please bring her back? I'm like, yeah, I guess. I did. She did say she wanted to go back with you. So, I have the papers. And I'm going to scan one of them. I don't like showing my papers to anybody, but, I, you know, like, I just hate showing my papers to people because it's supposed to be private. Yeah. But I'm only going to show redemption equity. I'm going to put it there, and then you guys have a few days to look at it, and then I'm going to delete it. You know why? Because it's private. And, you know, it's against God's law for me to show you something that we're not supposed to show people because, you're supposed to be under, I'm not even supposed to be commingling with you guys, okay? I'm just doing it because God lets me do it. And I guess if he told me what to tell you today, I'm going to show you the paper. I'm not afraid of anybody, trust me. I'm not afraid of anyone. They can come and kill me right now and, you know, buy up on jokes. The paper came to me, and I pulled it out of the envelope, right? I was telling Jane... This is the enrollment form. There's a big X across it. You know what that means? I don't need to fill out your enrollment form. They put a big X, and they turn it over. There's certain things that they need my permission to do, like take a picture. Do I want my daughter to participate in HIV, sexual 
uh, inter, uh, teaching puberty classes, and I get to pick out yes or no, you know, and that's it. And I put my name on there, you know, my first name only. And they X'd out all of the uh, requirements, no shot yeah, records. Yeah, like asking me my address, my shot records, where did I come from, am I a resident, am I a U.S. citizen? I don't, I, that little girl's attending with no birth certificate. And then I write on the back, not applicable, bond activated. Why? Because the birth certificate is supposed to be what you use, like, you're not supposed to use your little kid's birth certificate. Because when you put that birth certificate into your trust, they're not supposed to get your children's anything. You're supposed to be their protector and guardian once you remove yourself from the system. And they don't question me for anything, okay? All they get is my phone number, um, phone, contact emergency numbers. I put mom. I put first name only. We don't got no last names on that paper now. That ain't none of your business. Do they have my birth certificate over there at the school? No, I took it to the district. Okay. Took it where? You cut out a little yeah. bit when you took it where? Uh, it goes to the school district. Oh, okay. And what they do is, because I gave them that birth certificate, now they have more than anything, a surefire proof that I said they can get paid because I gave it to them. See, I gave them the money. Is that No, not me. Somebody's in here with some heavy-duty status. Yeah, somebody, y'all need to mute out, please. You know what? Let me mute them out if they don't do it. Um, let's see what's going on here. Uh, let's see. Could be somebody's cell phone. I think you got it. I think it was Michigan that was uh, at all the noise. Okay. So basically... You have a problem here with style that um, the way you you are who you say you are. Now, I'm going to tell you, because I, I did tell you guys on legal deception, I call it immigration. Okay? Uh-huh. And the lady just hung up on my face. And, you know, I checked, uh, she, you know, it tells you, what are you? Are you this, this, or that? And I, and I, so, you know, let me press this button right here. I'm going to check in that I am a lawful permanent resident. She says, um, yeah, how can I help you? And I was telling her I wanted to get a pa- Now, I, I made a mistake. I thought I was going to try to get a passport. I thought I was supposed to call immigration. <laughs> and I told her, well, I want to get a passport. How do I get a passport? And, you know, she says, well, at first you've got to become a U.S. citizen. She goes, are you a lawful permanent resident with a green card? I said, do I need one? (laughs) I don't know who I was talking to. She goes, are you a U.S. citizen? I said, no, I'm an American. She goes, where were you born? I said, well, out of my mom's between her two legs, but, and I did tell her that. (laughs) She didn't say that. Yes, I did, because I wanted to see what she was going to say to me. 
<laughs> I said, but my mother was standing on the land called Indiana. He says, okay, that means you're part of the United States. You're a U.S. citizen. I go, nope, I'm not. I'm going to tell you why. I said, my dad claimed me before I turned five, and they sealed my birth records in Indiana. So I guess that would make me a lawful permanent resident after so many years of being on the land, I said, without with my record sealed. Click, she hung up on me. Oh, snap. So I called back, and I got another lady, and I told the same story. So <laughs> I said, so, do you need to see my decree or anything? She goes, why do we want to see your decree? I don't want to see your decree. I go, well, aren't you going to give me some kind of an ID? She goes, no. Why do you want an ID? You're not a U.S. citizen. I said, then uh-huh. what do I do, walk around with my decree? I go, I'm going to take it over there. To, I tell I'm going to take it over to passport. She goes, how about you take it over there to probate? <laughs> or how about taking it to the Secretary of State? Maybe they can help you. And there was another place she gave me. She goes, you should try those three places to help you. But I don't want to see your decree, and we don't want to see it. You know, like, they don't want to see any of your papers since I said I was an American. She said, this is only for U.S. citizens, ma'am. I'm like, all right, well, thank you, and have a wonderful day. That's because you were, it was private documents. Yeah, at least you didn't hang up on me. But you know what? You at least let me know. I don't want to see your paper. There you go. hmm So, Jane, I don't know if you told these people, I don't know if you told anybody that you had your tag ran. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a little convenience store up the road from my house, and I was coming home a few days ago, and there were three sheriffs in the parking lot. So I stopped in the store, and when I got what I needed and came out, they were still out there. So just for a goof, I took my wallet and went over there, and one of the sheriffs I know, and uh, I asked him, I said, if I had you run my license, would it show that uh, my name was uh, being leased, would it show as a, as a leasee? He says, well, I don't know. Let's do it. So I gave him my, my license, and he ran the numbers, and he turned the screen around to where I could see it, and nowhere on the page did it say leasee, and the interesting part was that my name was in upper lower case. It was not all capital letters. So, I so do that you was... see, people, why you have to follow the covenant? Um, that's why I'm going to post the covenants on our redemption equity wall because, see, we're going to test them. Me, Jane, Piper, we don't play. We'll walk right up to a police officer, except for if you pull my name, they don't. it doesn't show anything on me at all because I um. You know, they shouldn't be showing even your name in upper lowercase, but I think upper lowercase even trumps that DBA. You hear me? Uh-huh. Because on mine, they don't see anything except for the name is there backwards, and they don't have nothing, no height, no nothing. Huh. But that's okay. Because we're going to be going to court, people. And... Me and Piper, we know what to call ourselves when we go to court, too. Like, she has, like, a list of, um, I, know, I don't know if Piper's even here, but she has a list of how you're supposed to address yourself 
when you're coming in as a man. You know, they can't talk to you as a man anyway, so, in court. But there's a way to address the court so that you can talk to them as a man. There's a writing style Ouch. that you... Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Hello? Who was that? Hello? I'm sorry. I yelled at my dog. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I didn't know if somebody was trying to say something. Now, there's a writing style. Like, say you're going to bring witnesses into the court with you, okay? Before you bring the witnesses in, you got to put them inside a box, okay? Like a witness box. Just like they put the witnesses in a box and their little (laughs) coffin over there in the courthouse. Yep. Well, you got to put the witnesses in a box in your um, paperwork because I'm going to tell you why. Because you got to separate the man from the trust. You have to separate the man from the estate. See, they can't talk. They don't recognize anything you say because they're dead and you're alive, okay? And I just told you what style meant. It was a business way of writing a name or title, okay? It's right there in the dictionary. It's the business way to write a name or a title in business practice. So that's why... Um, it's called a certain style, and the way they're writing your name is being styled, okay? And that's the United States. And all the people under the legal system, under the crown, that's their writing style all over the place, okay? So when you are using that birth certificate just the way you're using it, you're in violation of the law automatically by default. As soon as you go in there, you are guilty. I mean, unless you're going to say it's not me, you're guilty. And I tried to tell someone, you know, um, that's in jail that they don't have a bond. And they'll call me every single day, and I'm not going to talk to them no more because I'm tired of talking to them. I've already told them why they didn't get a bond. You don't get a bond because you're not bondable. Why? Because you changed your name and they can't bond you. That's why you're sitting in jail because you don't know how to say, get me out. Or you don't know how to hand a piece of paper to someone to hand to the courthouse to say, I need you to dismiss this because you can't bond me. See, that's another person that knows not to use the last name. They don't have a name change or anything, but they didn't use the last name because that's a copyright protected piece of your name. And they don't know how to get out. Why? Because they don't want to take the course. They don't want to hear nothing that we tell them. And and I'm listening and, you know, the judge says, I'm like, nope, we can't give you a bond. We're not going to give you one. I'm saying, you see, exactly What I'm trying to tell you is that you don't have a last name. They can't put a bond on you. So you're going to sit in jail because you don't know how to tell them, well, I'm unbondable. And, And you know this person, they know better. They know that they're not bondable or taxable. 
Just like if you were born in Puerto Rico, you're not bondable or taxable either under the treaty. Well, this person's not bondable or taxable, but he doesn't know how to tell the judge, okay, this is what I want. You have to get me out of here because I'm not bondable or taxable. So they're sitting in jail for no good reason. Exactly what I told them was going to happen, happened. In the exact manner it happened, and they don't know how, and I've already told them, you got to write yourself, oh, I need you, I can't get you out, though. I'm not your family. That's the whole problem. You have to have someone in your family get you out. If I do it, I'm practicing law without a license, especially in that field. I can practice law, but not in that field. I have a different license. So. Can I have a license and do what I'm doing? Yeah, I can. I have a license because I had already had it. But when I'm operating for me, for myself, I don't use, I can only help people that I know, like my family or cousin or something like that. And I give you guys advice, but I can't, I cannot do your court case for you. I can't walk in the courtroom unless, because if I did, I'd have to go in with a license. And I can't, I'll defend you, but I wouldn't be able to defend you in the way that I would have to follow the court's rules as well if I went in with a license. Because I'd be under the jurisdiction of the court and you got to follow their rules. I don't play by the same game rules because I have my own rules based on my training, but still you got to follow the court's rules. If you want the courts to hear your case, you have to do certain things to your name in the, in the court case. You've got to put brackets around it when you're talking about you, yourself. When you're putting yourself in the case and you're talking about a trust or the estate, that doesn't have to be in brackets. But what you, when you're talking about you in relation to that, you have to bracket yourself out so that the courts know that you know what you're talking about. In the Book of Covenants that I'm going to post on the wall, you're going to find something shocking in there, and that is that it says that if the Israelites had a covenant with God, they didn't even know they had a covenant with God. I was like, how can that be possible? How can it be possible that the Israelites who said that God said he was, you know, they're the chosen people, not even know they had a covenant with God? This is inside the Master Seminary book. And it's going to tell you some other things in there, too, that they have knowledge of that they're not telling you about. I'm just telling you about it because I need you people to start opening up your brains here about how they lie to you. Okay? We want to do a uh, quick little question break. Does anybody have any questions? Anybody? Hey, Josie. Yeah. She will. Sorry, <laughs> to me, he's really. Um, with uh, bracketing, you need to make it flow, don't you? Because when you uh, bracket something, it moves it from the page. It's like it's not there. So if you're going to reference yourself, um, how how are you talking about using this? Are you talking about using it in in when you're program? referencing yourself to the to the case to the state? Well, I mean, I mean, in functioning as a, 
within a paragraph or within like the title or you know in an no, area like, like say that. you're going to talk about your trust okay uh-huh. and you want to talk about how you've been laboring for 30 years right and if mm-hmm. you are a trustee to the trust first of all you got to see an appointment right yeah i have the appointment paper that's what that's what the difference my dad was appointed the trustee Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. However, nobody appointed me as a trustee. But what I'm saying is when you're talking about you and the trust, you have to bracket your name so that the judge knows that you know the difference between the all capital name and you. Because in my decree... When he was talking about my parents owning our human bodies, that was in brackets. See, he gave my dad uh, rights over the human body that he claimed, which which were us as little kids before the age of five. And then when I pull up the probate laws, it said that when he did that, I was entitled to everything at every level, every decree, I mean, every degree from every descendant of my past. And then they wow. sealed the record. See, they don't tell you that. They didn't want me to know that there was something way at the bottom of the courthouse in a dirty little box. So yeah, I'm reading it over and finding the rules, okay, the rules of style, the rules of how they're using that name. Like when you go into court, if you don't know what you're talking about, the judge can just outright lie to you and say, I don't know what you're talking about. That is your name. That is your name. Really, it's my name. Well, what is my title here? I didn't tell him I'm the executor. I said, that's mine. That belongs to me. The paper belongs to me. And you know what? You're in bre- You know, I don't tell him, oh, because I'm the executor. I said, no, you're in breach of trust. And I show him why they're in breach of trust. How did I get a passage? You have to know what the hell you're talking about to them or they'll deny it. And there's only one person, you know, um, that paper that you gave me, Jane, the phone call? Yeah. They're saying, who do we go to with this? You got to go somewhere, but it's not a courthouse. No, you don't have to go to the courthouse. You're going to go first to where you're supposed to go to, the Secretary of State. And when you give them 30 days notice, and you tell them this belongs to me, and you tell them I'm live, not alive, you're live, because I already gave you guys a definition of a baby. It even says in there a fetus and all kinds of other things, afterbirths and all kinds of other garbage. And if they say, uh, well, you know, they're not going to tell you about someone being intestate. Okay? They're, not gonna, they're definitely not going to tell you. Are you just going to say, I think there's a mistake here. You know, this belongs to me. You know, you you gave me this title here, and I'm using this, and you know what? That's not how it's supposed to be used. You got to tell them first what's wrong. Even if you got the name change, and if the judge says, "Well, that's your name, right?" However, you're not supposed to use a last name. Even with the decree, huh? Even with the name change decree. You can't use it? No, you do your name change decree to tell them to give you back the name, right? I think, yeah. you know, you don't want to put just the last name. I mean, you 
You can, but you are who you are. Like, these people are using their name in trade, like Hillary Clinton, uh, what's his name, um, you know, George Soros. Well, all of them, though, they changed their names. Physically, they, they altered something in their name. You know, it says in, um, you know, I was talking one time to O'Collins, uh, oneheaven.org one day, and he called me. The first time I ever met him, he was calling me from Australia. He said, you know, I'm stuck on only one part. And I said, what is it? He says, the only thing I don't get is that your name cannot be the same as the name on the trust. Because it's the only thing I don't get. And at that time, I didn't know either. Because I just met him. I just read some of his documents. And I'm like, well, I don't know yet, but we'll figure that out. And me and um, a bunch of people about a year ago, we said, well, you know, this baby was born to the prince, uh, Prince Williams and Harry. I said, none of these people have a last name on here, on the birth certificate. I said, they wrote, like, Prince Charlotte, blah, blah, blah. You know what they're using? And, and, behind, and if you didn't notice, you know what they're using behind their names? They're using all of the former mother's names and I wanted to see I was going to see if I can count it to five okay because that would mean that was five generations of bloodline before Princess Charlotte but the last person on there was Diana and I don't know if you guys noticed that no yeah I I look for everything trust me I'm trying to get them suckers you know I do know that Rob Ryder shared a story years ago that mm-hmm. was shared with him about someone mm-hmm. who approached a, a Catholic priest asking how, um, if they wanted to contact the Pope, you know, how they should write their name. And yeah. the priest told him, uh, just your given name, your first name. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading this paper that Jane gave to me. And they brought it up again. None of the royal families use a last name. None of them. They have one, but they don't ever talk about it. It's not written. I even put some stuff on um, on the wall showing that the, the queen does not write a last name on her paperwork. You know what? I, then I, it dawned on me. Hey, you know what? When we do my court uh, and county paperwork, they only write the first name. It's instructed that way. You're only to write your first name inside this box next to your memo. And then on the bottom, the secretary is instructed to write the writer's initials, and then I write my initials in lowercase. That means I'm the one who typed it up and prepared it. Do you know who wrote that? No. You do in a way, but, you know, you don't really write, you don't have to write your last name. You ever notice that when you call people on the job, they don't tell you their last name? Uh-huh. And when yeah. you tell them, I want your last name. No, I don't have to tell you that. I gave you my ID number. Remember I told you, you don't need to have a last name. They can identify you by a case number. And when I wrote that case for my daughter to get out of solitary confinement, I used first name and the, and the jail number. Uh-huh. And she got out within 24 hours. The only way you can erect your power is by first name or first middle. You could only use your given. 
You can't use what they created and styled for you. You can so later. That, that when they give you the birth certificate, they gave it to you, and you got to give notice that you're accepting those certificates. That's what the authentication is, I believe. And then you well, not only that, but you still got to tell them because they want to play. They'll try to play stupid on you, okay? And the whole thing is that you got to go to Secretary of State. Yeah, exactly. You give it right back. You no, know, yeah, you let them know what you're up to, and if they don't like it, you tell them you got 30 days to rebut what you're doing. Because then you bring a claim. You bring. Oh, here's what you do. This is what I did. Then I brought a consumer complaint. Okay. I brought a Jesus complaint to them. That's called consumer complaint. And I got my go-ahead. Am I ready now to write the case? Yeah. And very few of you are going to get your hands on it. Very few of you because what I see going on is people sharing stuff. I see. I even made a big boo-boo myself today. Trust me, I had to call myself out on it and apologize because I made a big mistake. And I correct my mistakes right away. When I did something wrong, I, I let that person know I did something wrong. I didn't even know I did it, but I did. Thank the Lord in heaven that that person is a forgiving person and a true friend. But very few of you are going to get a copy of the case because, for the reason being that, some of you people that are on here, you betray me. First of all, when I tell you something, I didn't ask you to share it with anybody. Whatever I tell you is for you to know, not for the whole world to know. Or for you even to make an inquiry about me. First of all, you don't even know my real name. Second of all, for those of you who do know my real name and you go asking around stuff about me, don't think it doesn't get back to me because it does. I just don't say nothing to you because I'm thinking I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. But believe you me, I will ask you off my list for other things. I never asked anybody to help me with this. I've been having this goal for a long time. And I know who's true blue on here and I know... People who keep their word, they do it. One of them is my little buddy who's in on the show here, Pastor Penn. He knows he's never defied me in anything that I've confided in him. He knows it. Other people, they are quick to tell anybody anything that I tell them, and they just can't be trusted. People, in order for you to practice trust, you have to practice trust not only on paper, you have to be able to do it as a person of your word. What good is your word if you can't be trusted? Can I jump in here for a second? Yeah, definitely. So, um, and I agree with you, and some some things happened uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I went up to uh, Lamar County and um, was at Secretary of State uh yesterday <clears throat> so um when going in um i did some recording yeah okay so mm-hmm. i came out and i learned a lot of interesting things 
a lot of interesting things. So after I made my last stop, Perry State, um, my wife, I said to my wife, well, I said to somebody else, I said, no, I, I said to my wife, I said, yeah, I got a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of interesting stuff happened while I was in the offices today, and I'm going to post the videos. And my wife mm-hmm. said, do you think that's wise? And I thought about what she said. And so basically, um, I talked to another friend of mine, and he said, yeah, I wouldn't post those videos. Um, and the reason why is because uh, I posted one in our group, um, and basically somebody copied it. And yeah. they were running around, and they said, yeah, if you got any questions, you know, inbox me, inbox me. And, you know, I got no problem, you know, but don't try to take credit for something that you didn't do and you don't you don't have a clue about because you didn't do it. Uh-huh. Well, make a long story short, um, one of the guys in the Secretary of State's office, I talk I'm I'm in these people's face all the time. They know me. Okay? And so basically the one guy, I've been picking his brain. And I'm picking, I'm picking, I'm picking. And I remember what T said, you know, especially Secretary of State, they're there to help you. So yesterday, for the first time, after all this time talking to him, I said, you know, I don't even know your name, you know. And so we introduced ourselves and so forth and all, right? So anyway, I get back, I make a post, and I post it on, um, in our group. And and um, somebody else had posted something about their authentication. And I said to them, it's wrong. And, you know, everybody bashed me. Well, make a long story short, um, the guy contacts me this morning. He said, can you answer a question? I said, sure. So I called him on Facebook, and sure enough, listen to this. And this is so funny. He says to me, he says, yeah, I talked to Rev today. Now, as soon as he said Rev, I know who the hell he was talking about because I just, I just introduced myself to the guy yesterday. And so basically, like, we have to be, we have to be careful. And I'm saying this to you, She-Wolf, because, one, I care, but, two, um, we know. And this is for everybody on the call, and, and guess what? If you, if you got something to say, you know, be, be man enough to say it to my face because I'm darn I'm sure going to say it to yours, okay? Stop with the bull. I mean, listen, everybody on here, and at least the people that I know, She-Wolf, Jane, T, you know, myself, you know, we are, we are giving of our own free time. I left out the house yesterday at 9 o'clock in the morning. I didn't get home until 9.30 at night, okay, trying to make, somebody do- make sure somebody's documents were filed correctly. And also getting information. So the bottom line is, is this, you know, when stuff is shared with you, it's been vetted. And especially if we share our personal information, okay, because we, we, we care about you and we're trying to help you and we're trying to keep you from making mistakes, don't, 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 don't jerk us around. Don't go behind our backs. Don't talk about us. You know what I mean? If you have something you're not sure of or if we make a mistake like she will sit, I'm the first person that will admit it. If I do something wrong or if I make a mistake, you know, I'm going to tell you. If I don't know something, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to shut my mouth because I don't know. 
But what I do know, I'm going to talk about. That's one. Two, seminary. The reason why stuff comes out, okay, when I was in seminary, there was a lot of stuff. A lot of folks in church don't know half of the stuff that goes on in seminary. And the majority of the stuff that is being taught in seminary is never going to come across your pulpit. The reason why is because it's anti-business. The reason is if, if, if it's contrary to religion. It's contra- the, truth, the, the truth is contrary to the collection plate, the tithes, the offerings, the pastor's salary. Okay? That's why it's not going to come out. All right? I know, that, and that's one of the reasons why I left. Okay? I remember sitting in, 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 in class one day, and my professor told us the U.S. Naval Observatory is the people who have the atomic clock. They keep time. They can keep time down to a millisecond or a nanosecond or whatever the smallest second of a, of, of count that you can. And I remember him saying, he said to us, he said, it's more likely that, quote, unquote, Jesus died on a Wednesday than on Friday. And so when he said that, my hand immediately went up. Okay, so it's more likely he died on a Wednesday. Why the hell are we celebrating Good Friday? He said, because that's the tradition. That's what we do. So that's what we do. So the bottom line is, is this. As far as the covenants, I can tell you about the covenants because um, mm-hmm. now I'm out of religion. Uh, our studies, you know, we, that's what we deal with, the Abrahamic, mm-hmm. the uh, Mosaic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Levitic. Uh, uh, covenants, the other mm-hmm. covenants were not mentioned, okay? And one of the things mm-hmm. that I'm working on, in fact, I told my Isha this tonight, Isha in Hebrew is uh, wife, mm-hmm. um, was that there's something that's called a kabul, all right, which mm-hmm. is a marriage covenant. It's a contract. Well, actually, mm-hmm. a covenant is, 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 is better or it's, it's, it's more than a contract. A contract can be broken. A covenant yeah. really can't. Okay, you can violate it, but the covenant still stands. Um, Are you going to start marrying people? Well, <laughs> I have married people under the old system, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, back then, all I knew is what you know what I was taught in school and what was taught in church. Um, right. Anything that I do now is just more so a blessing. They sign mm-hmm. a contract. That's it. You know, there, there's, there's no, there's no. I'm not. I, I will never sign another marriage license. Especially right. I was thinking you know. that if you're going to marry people, I think, um, God, where did I see that at? Um, no, I was re- oh, that video that someone posted where they're saying this pastor, he marries people, but he re- if you come with a, a license, he won't marry you. And yes. I was thinking people should make their own covenants with their own witnesses and go before someone who is truly um, a servant, right, for God, you know, to go before them because, people, you marry with that state, you better undo that contract. Exactly. Because, in fact, um, I I, I forget, is it illegal deception? A copy of my marriage certificate is uh, in, I think, legal deception. Uh, okay. Where I posted okay. it, and it and it states on there very clearly 
this 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 uh license is only valid in Pennsylvania. I no longer live in Pennsylvania. So I guess I'm not married, according to the state. But something I was working on, and, and uh, I'm going to share this on the call tonight. I had posted something in Redemption and Equity. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things I did when I was in Atlanta yesterday is mm-hmm. I put in a new service mark. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, this service mark is going to be, if I get this thing through, Mm-hmm. Once I get it through, I, it'll be posted all over Facebook. And the right. reason why, once it becomes a, a service mark, anybody use it, got to give me mine. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of people, I, I, and I'm trying to be quiet about it, she wolf, but it's just I'm ready to explode. Me, like, it, like me, I won't tell people what name I'm using for the service mark, right? Right. Because I don't want no one to take it, but... I, until it's done. She told me yesterday, it. I talked to the attorney personally. She mm-hmm. said uh, 14, 14 to 21 days. I don't know mm-hmm. why, because we've been working on this for two months, and this is the second correction. One of them, she just needed a freaking signature. And I'm like, come on, you just need a signature. That's all you said that was missing was a yeah. signature. You know what I'm saying? She said, well, you know, 14 to 21 days. Mm-hmm. So basically... They're getting ready to come through because I went through this this time, and I went through it with a fine-tooth freaking comb. And one of the things, and 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 I know we weren't supposed to be talking about this, but I'm just going to say this, and I'll mm-hmm. I'll move on. Um, she was saying um the the description of the mark mm-hmm. is complete, and you know I got upset, but then I went back and looked at it, and then the other thing she told me was that you can't put the date of birth. Um, as, as the first use. So, you know, granted, at this particular point in time, we're not going to argue uh, apples and oranges, okay? I put the down a date. date. You got to put the filing date, not the date of birth. Not, no, 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 well, no, no, no. Are you using, wait a minute, are you using a signature? No, right? Some of them I'm using signatures. Some of them I'm using logos. Some right, of them, they do know that when you're using the signature, they're supposed to take the date of birth. Well, it, you can't this use one the date of birth because you weren't writing when you were born. You didn't start writing until you were five or six years old. That's yeah, well, I, I think. Said. Yeah, but the I think the um, names are merged when you're born. Yeah. No, 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 no. What yeah, she's saying, and listen, you got to listen. Mm-hmm. Listen, she. It's not she's being adversarial. Just like T said, the Secretary of State's helping you. Okay, she yeah. gave me the suggestions, and once I read it, at first I was being adversarial. But the mm-hmm. fact of it is, is that, no, I didn't sign my name coming out, but what I was talking about with somebody today was putting these damn 13s on a piece of paper and, yeah. and using that as a, as, a, as a service mark and right. taking that back to, because that was used back in 1961. So the point of it is, the question that she's asking, or the, not the question she's asking, the question is on the application. First time it was used ever, and the first time it was used in Georgia. So um, I don't know anybody who was writing signatures at the age of tender age of one second old. Right. Now, someone is. Someone is. It doesn't matter if it was used. Someone was. You're going back and claiming that. That's abandoned property. So you're going back and claiming it. The very first time it was used is when that 
when that when that given name was joined. Right, but you can't no, say that's you not know. What in says. all honesty, you really can't say. Okay, you can't really say it's you because they know you didn't write at that age. That's but, right. Yeah, we'll be honest with you. We'll we'll tell you more. I, or less I, I when know it was first put into use. And they they mine went right through in New York. So I mean, I can't see why they wouldn't do it in Georgia or anywhere else. And I, as okay. the other pieces as well. Okay, well, and and, and 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 that's good for you. I mean, you know, and I'm not yeah. trying to be argumentative. That wasn't my purpose. No, every state is different, up. too. Right, and th- th- that's the other thing. The protocols, procedures in this state may uh-huh. be different than that state. Just like there's there's no um, – what was that class that, that we were talking about, the service mark? Was uh, it uh, 45 10 person. or something? Or, or, or something with a service mark? But you know what I was thinking? You know what I was thinking? That um, we were going. I was going to change it. You know, yeah, it says personal, but I was going to cross out personal and say that it's charitable. You know why? Because um, according to the Bible, we're supposed to be operating under charity, right? Uh huh. That means you give of yourself. Yeah. And um. God, Jane gave me something. I'm trying to find a stupid document. I can't find. Remember the oh. document you gave me, Jane? Which one? I've given you a ton. About the um, about the um, uh, on the wrong side of the gospel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says that you're not supposed to be operating for personal reasons. You had to be operating for charitable. Uh huh. Well, that's 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 not true in all cases. Because if you go into if you go into what is called the the the, the, the mitzvah, there are six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs, all right, mm-hmm. law, okay, and one of them is is that thou shalt not charge interest to another Israelite, okay, but to a foreigner. And see, watch this. This is what they're doing to us. Those who call themselves Jews are mm-hmm. not. They have made us think that we are going. Or we are the Gentiles. We're uh-huh. not the Gentiles. It is them who are the Gentiles. They have yep. twisted everything around. So when when we go in, like I have I have a person, we're doing a mortgage for them, okay? Uh-huh. Prayed about this. And I looked at scripture and I read scripture and I went through that 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 them particular verses and because these people are not Hebrew, I charge them interest. Now my uh-huh. brother I am not allowed to charge him interest, okay? Right. So in that essence, you are working in a charitable um, position, mm-hmm. okay? In fact, uh-huh. I just left the farmer's market today, and there are some uh, Hebrew brothers. One has uh, fruits and vegetables. The other has cupcakes and and, and uh, pretzels and stuff like that. And so basically, the first time we met, he has children my daughter's age, so they get to play, so forth and so on. After the sale was over, Man, whatever he didn't sell to us, I didn't ask him. He 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 gave that to us. So when when we went today, you know, I paid for everything I got. He gave us something, but that's his choice for him to choose to give it in charity or not. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Right, right. So if it's going to if it's going to in 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 the community, then it's supposed to be charitable. If it's outside the community, then it becomes business. 
I found the link for that uh, wrong side of the gospel. I put it in chat. Okay, let me go in here and look at something. You know, because um, I'll ask Pastor Penn because he knows, and basically I had a problem where it said um, that Jesus handed Peter's, Peter the keys to the kingdom, right? Yep. And that he was given the power to bind or loosen us, right? Yep. And that bothered me because I thought that I pulled up a scripture the other day that I put on my wall that said that Jesus rebuked Satan's offer for the kingdom. Well, see, and here's here's the problem. And I read that document, mm-hmm. and it was a rough read for me. And the reason why it was a rough read for me is because this is what I do. I spend time in scripture. I, mm-hmm. I spend, I'm, I'm seminary trained. But everything I learned in seminary, I had to forget, okay? And mm-hmm. I had to study for myself, okay? We just finished what was called the, the Feast of Sukkot on Monday, all right? Mm-hmm. And and basically we spent seven days in a booth mm-hmm. outside in a tent. And um, it was really awesome because it gave me an opportunity as as we closed out the Feast on Monday. I told the congregation, I said, you know, I learned so much this week. I mean, granted. I usually don't get up till 11 o'clock. All last week, I was up 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. I was watching the stars, the moon, the sunrise. You know what I mean? I was listening to mm-hmm. the cricket, you know, and it was beautiful. But then I also noticed some other things. I didn't pick up my laptop. You know what I mean? I had no TV. I didn't watch TV. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so it was a lot of things that I learned, and it was a lot of things that was, was, was you know, it, it taught me some things. And so, you know, I read that document, I'm, I, and, and the thing of it is, is this. <clears throat> uh, he says, my father and I are one, meaning that I'm not going to say anything different mm-hmm. than my father says. My father's not going to say anything different than I say. We're going to be mm-hmm. on one accord. And there's right. a lot, a lot of contradictions. And and we have on our website, we have a, a four-hour uh, series that's called The Secret Files Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's PBS or History Channel. I, I forget which one. But it's four hours. And basically, mm-hmm. it's the history of the church. And it's from okay. their own mouth. And they tell you what they have done. And if you get a, if you get a chance... Um, mm-hmm. I'll put the link up in the chat room. Okay. Um, you have to look under, um, I believe it's under under videos, and it'll say, uh, once you click down, drop down menu, you'll look for a secret file for the Inquisition. But um, very, 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 very powerful, um, very powerful uh, video. Okay. Um, and, and it's very interesting because a lot, of, a lot of people force, see, a lot of people don't understand, okay, um, Catholicism, Rome, mm-hmm. Constantine, Council of Nicaea, okay, he invented, quote-unquote, Christianity. He invented, quote-unquote, this New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not books that were written um, that were part of the, the narrative. The Council of Nicaea uh, sat down and, and they had a council of what they thought or what they determined to be the word. 
um, their books. In fact, I'm not sure if it was the uh, other side of the gospel. I think it was where it talked about the queen and when yeah. she took her and uh, the Bible that she took her oath on mm-hmm. had 80 books, mm-hmm. not 66, mm-hmm. had 80 books, okay, yeah. um, as well as the um, the Vatican. Um, in fact, um, somebody had just posted something about the, the, the 50 miles of underground uh, yeah. archives they have, okay? Um, every historical document these people have stolen, yeah. anything historical value. Now, watch this. If I got the truth and my right. religion is truth, why I got to hide it? Why when I show it to the world? Listen, this is from a historical standpoint. This is history. This is from from 600 BC or whatever. I don't know what nobody knows what's under there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have all this. Here's the proof right here. Here it is right here. Come, come see it. Come look. You know, of course, someone who has security and so forth. You know, so nobody steals it. You know, we want to protect it because we're quote unquote the vicar of quote unquote Christ. And, and yes, I hold the keys. And if you look at the Vatican's flag, it has two keys. Okay? Exactly. Because why? Ch- listen to this. Church and state. Separation of church and state, right? The Vatican. Well, not only that, did not you see what only, I put on the wall about the, I put the flag on the wall and I, I was typing up what do the two keys mean, right? Mm-hmm. And I got the CIA.gov website. And it said that that one key means that the Pope is the king of all the world. He had, that's his worldly power. Yep. And the second key was his holy spiritual power, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something wrong with this um, on the wrong side of the gospel document because Jesus rejected the worldly power. Well, see, and that's just, this is the key, okay? The, the mm-hmm. Vatican, and I was just sharing this with somebody else, the Vatican is its own government. Yep. It has its own army. It has its own police. It's not under the authority of Rome, or I'm sorry, it's not under the authority of the country Italy, okay? Mm-hmm. It's its own separate government, its own separate entity, okay? But it's mm-hmm. also the worldly religion. Now, watch this. Out of this springs all religions, because now I don't know if a lot of y'all are paying attention, but there's a lot of stuff coming out right now that the Pope is saying, oh, the Quran and the Bible, Bible are the same, okay? Mm-hmm. The, Pope, the Pope has uh, um, the papal chair. The papal yeah. chair has been um, in storage. They are now preparing to bring the Pope papal chair back out and to place it in the Dome of the Rock, okay? And they're going to position it toward the east. Why? Because the Muslims pray toward the east. The Pope will be sitting in that position, and the Muslims will be bowing down to pray in the east, but he'll be sitting there. These are some very deceptive people. Yeah, and not to mention that I was watching this movie that came out, like a series called The Exorcist. I actually had to replay it because I couldn't get it to show on my computer to snag it. 
But I showed um, a couple of girls, I took a picture, you know, on the back of the wall next to the priest, right? Mm-hmm. It has the picture of the Pope facing the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And it says on this, you know, like when you put, um, uh, you know how when you buy a billboard? Well, on, behind this priest in the movie The Exorcist, the series, it says he is coming. I'm like, wait a minute, that's the Pope, and he's facing the wall. That means evil is about ready to be unleashed on this world. You know, like, he's going to go into that chair, like you're saying, and you know why they pray to the east? If you guys, I put a video of this, like, probably from 1950, this pastor, and he's trying to tell you, you know, he thinks, you know, it's his conception, that he believes Adam and Eve, that God put them in the Garden of Eden because they came to straighten out the world, right? But he tells you very clearly that they already knew that there were people in this world, but he talks about, he's really proficient at talking about the path that Adam and Eve, um, not Adam and Eve, but Cain, had to take when the Lord banished him from um, the garden, you know, like, I don't know where he was at, but God banished him from that territory. He said he went east, right? And guess where he he was with? He was with the Chinese, and he's telling you where um, Noah was at. And he's talking about these um, mountains in the east, okay? And it was a coincidence because I'm telling Piper, you know what? I'm watching these really, really old Chinese movies and um, because I know people from Nepal and I've been there and I've been to India and a lot of the Middle East. And I said, well, when I went over there, I was trying to figure out why did all of them have this image of the eye? Right. So I asked them, hey, why do you all have the image of the eye? I went to some of the most holiest monasteries in the world, okay? I'm talking about they were more than maybe 10,000. This was before Christ. And I asked them, you know, what does the eye mean? And they said it was the eye of providence. And I said, what does that mean? They were like the kundalini. You know, you 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 are basically they're trying to say that the spirit of God lives within you with the breath of life. That's what it means, that you have wisdom when you learn how to open your eyes. So I found that... Um, a thing where it says Confucius says that you will gain wisdom when you learn how to name, um, call people by their proper names. Okay, that's old. Chinese proverbs. And it was saying, this man, I put the videos on my wall, and I know people get mad when you put religious things. It's not about the religion, people. I don't care about the religious aspect of it because the religion is now a fabrication business here brainwashing you guys to think about something that you just shouldn't be even thinking about. You need to be thinking about where you came from and why we're supposed to do unto others as we want done, you know, for us. And so he was saying that when Cain was banished and marked, that mean, you know, he became what? A wanderer. And that means he became like a gypsy. He couldn't be killed, but he was a man with what? I was reading in the Bible. It said he became a man with no land. Okay? And so basically it said he headed east to China, and he was saying where in the King something, Ding Dong province. I'm like, wait a minute, that's China. 
and not only that, people, but I had read the scientific papers because I'm really into science, okay? I'm really into anthropology. I like stuff about NASA, planet stars. You know, I wanted to be a, I actually wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid, and that didn't happen, but forget it. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now. I read this document written by this scientist, and she said, people think that everybody originated out of Africa. She says, I dare not say where they really, like she wrote a paper on where they tracked it down to for real. And she said they did come out of the Middle East, but for some reason they were coming from Asia, you know, like China and stuff, that they Mm -hmm. moved towards the East, and then they were going towards Africa and all the other places. But she said she dare not challenge the establishment, and she, uh, her and a team of scientists from, like, um, Italy, Russia, Europe, they they had their paper ready, but they couldn't file it because somebody said instead that they wrote a paper saying it was out of Africa, and so be it. That was what they were going to put. So she said, um, for the best of all humanity, I'm just not going to put the paper out. But she said, I will tell you what our conclusions came out to. Our um, findings were that something happened like in the Middle East, and they moved towards um, Asia, and then they began, you know, going down to Africa. And she even said, why? Because of the Ice Age. People started off in, in the Central Europe, um, and they moved towards the East. But then when it got so cold uh, during one of the Ice Ages, they all went south to Africa. And she said, there is no color. That was another thing she tried to tell people. I want to tell you that there was no color, that pigmentation came in based on the fact that if you were going south, I guess your skin began to darken because your body's internal clock, she said, automatically knows what it needed to protect itself. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Yes, I do. You know why? Because if you look at it, um, Pastor Penn, you know how you see extreme... Have you ever seen an Icelandic person? Uh-huh. Okay. You know how they have almost like a transluent skin? Uh-huh. So when they came... I met some Icelanders in um, Orlando once. I was on vacation there. Let me tell you, they were only there for three days. The lady, I, she was a beautiful person. She literally told me she was burning up as if she she was set on fire. She said she was dying to go home, that the weather was so harsh on them that they're not used to the heat. This lady was literally totally red as if she had been sitting in the sun all day. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, they came from up north. They don't have any pigmentation. Even their eyes look like glass. It wasn't a blue. It was almost like if it was transparent, and I'm like, you know, they come from a place where it's really cold. And, you know, when I used to live up north, when I was born, I used to be white, like a white person, okay? And when I went to Puerto Rico, I turned brown. It didn't happen until after I turned 12 years of age that I was there for two years 
my skin turned like two to three shades darker. And I was looking at my old pictures from when I was a little girl. I was as white as a sheet of paper. My family who lives up north right now, they are white. They, I'm talking about they look the way I used to look, and I'm dark now. They even told me, man, you like, you've been out in the sun for a long time. I don't know if after your body goes adapting to a certain area, you know, you still have your children, blonde hair, blue eyed. Like I have a lot of blonde hair, blue eyes in my family. But when they're out in the sun, my grandchildren cannot tolerate the sun the way we do. They okay. yeah, up. So I'm talking about you're look, in my opinion, you're looking at it the wrong way. There's, I see it as there are distinct humanoids created. And we were they were put in certain areas of the of the earth. And that, exactly. That, that particular, I, yeah. I, yes, that can. Yes, I believe that too. But what because, I'm saying yeah, is, yeah, sure, skin skin could change, but I mean, there's very distinct features, and there's no reasonable explanation to assume why, you know, this these features would be there, and these features would be there, and these features would be there. You know, it just it reeks of genetic tampering. And uh, well, well it, it's not genetic tampering. It's just it's the fact that when you look at and, and let me say this. Let me throw this disclaimer out here. I ain't racist, uh, I, and I, I don't care if you're mm-hmm. black, white, brown, pink, polka dot. Right. Okay? All right. So that's thrown out. Okay. Melanated people are different than Caucasoid people, period. And right. the reason I say that is you can have a melanated person who can be in the sun, and then he can go up and adapt in, mm-hmm. into a colder climate, his skin is, is, is going to adjust. Caucasoid mm-hmm. people, my mother, okay, could not stay in the sun. It's sunburn, okay? And right. that's the DNA in which she is. Me, being a partially melanated person, I burn, but I also can Okay, so the the key is is this, the melanin. Melanin is what causes the skin to be able to adapt right. in the the sun. Now, she wolf, being of Mexican, Hispanic, and Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican heritage, mm-hmm. has some melanin in her. Scientific fact. Two black people can get together and have a white baby, but two white people can't get together and have a black baby. I ain't say it. Scientists. You're talking about albino babies? Because that's yes. the only. Uh, okay. Yes. No, he's saying two white people cannot have a black baby. No, no, I'm I'm saying with the other the the counter example about two black people having a white baby is correct. You could have albino babies, yeah. Yes. And I and I've seen two black people have a white baby too in my family from Puerto Rico. Yes. Like, I'm talking about half of my family's black, like African-American black, and then I have, like, my cousins and stuff. I don't know how the heck. They're born with red hair, blue eyes, blonde hair, blue eyes, and, like, they don't know either. But remember I was telling you when I went there and I was saying, like, um, hey, you guys hang around with them and they're black? And they said, no, they're not black, they're Puerto Rican. They couldn't see color. 
and I told you that it was only here in America that you're classified by color? Well, that's mm-hmm. funny because if you go to Puerto Rico, you don't see black, white, Chinese, or anything. It's either you're a Puerto Rican or you're from another country. They don't classify you that way in that country. And Puerto Rican weird. itself is such a mixed race, you know, and uh, even with those children that are being born with lighter features that you described, um, and somewhere in their genealogy, they have uh, ancestors that, like white ancestors that had those traits. You know, there's very few pure gene pools these days. I'm, I'm uh, I guess, Ukrainian and Polish, and I, could, and I could tan and get really dark, you know, and I'm from a northern, eastern European place, um, right. asking my mother and father and brother. Uh, but, you know, but then there's lots of Ukrainians and Poles that are pale. They're known to be pale and fair-skinned. So it's like, who knows what's in my genealogy, you know? But, Not uh, only that, yeah. but in that um, video that the guy was doing, his pastor, he wasn't being racist at all. You know what he said? That when Cain was moving east, that he met with those, that, you know, like he went in with these people of the east, right? And they were commingling. But he didn't say commingling. He said intermingling with these people, right? And that God ordered, that's why God was ordering these people to be killed because um, do I believe there's more than one of us created? Yes, I do. But I believe also that we adapt and change, you know, internally. We have our own world inside our body as well of life, of self and everything that know how to adapt to things. But he was saying that God ordered people to be killed by the thousands because when they intermingled, he said they became mongoloid. Yeah, that's the name for, uh, I guess, yeah. technically the Asian race, Asiatic race. Yeah, like he was saying there was a reason that God did not want people commingling because it brought disease, it brought um, that you lost your purity. And he talks about the purity coming from your body's defenses against the, you know, like all the environments, harsh. Um, You're talking about diseases from different countries, like you go and you commingle, um, if you notice, when the Europeans came here, right, and they were commingling here in America and Mexico and Puerto Rico and all the islands, people were dying by the thousands, okay, because they began getting like Spanish flu um, and all kinds of diseases that they couldn't fight off because of the commingling and um <clears throat> Basically, a lot of the diseases that we experienced a long, long time ago, like the black plague, the bubonic plague, they said it came from the rats and stuff, but you're you're commingling when you're traveling all over the world. And if you look now and you see a disease approaching, they they ban you from getting on a plane because they don't want you to carry it to another side of the world where our mechanisms are defenseless to certain diseases. Now, you've even seen it with, um, which got me really, really mad is when they were talking about in Dallas that Ebola came here. I was like, that is a damn lie, because if Ebola was here, you'd be dead. Because I remembered one time I read a news article where there was Ebola outbreak in Africa, 
They had to drop a napalm bomb on top of a city. An entire city was quarantined, and they had a napalm bomb the entire city because it's airborne. When they wrote the article here, they said it wasn't airborne, that, you know, all you got to do is wash your hand. That's a, that's a darn lie. I remembered some of the oldest articles when I was, like, 19, and they would tell you that those diseases were some of the most deadliest in the world, and if you ever caught them, they would have to wipe out the entire city and quarantine them. Now you're trying to come over here and scare the people saying that somebody got on an airplane with um, Ebola and that you made it to Dallas oh, and they were able to save her. That's bull crap. If that nurse would have gotten on that plane with Ebola, everybody on that plane would, would have gotten it. You know, basically... Like what I'm saying is when we talk about the history of mankind, I believe that we are really, um, I mean, unless people have never left their own country, that for the most part, you know, like if you're talking about America, we are really, really like a melting pot here. Yeah, here in Canada. Canada especially, man. Another thing I saw, too, on the paperwork, the school guest, I don't know if anybody has noticed this, people, but I would guarantee that you should look for it. I saw something in the paper that I had never seen before in the school application. It asked me what generation was my grandchild. It would be the third generation, wouldn't it? What was that? A grandchild would be your third generation, wouldn't it? No, in my family, based on my great-grand... Well, she would be my third generation, but based on my great-grandparents, she'd be the fifth generation. And I just saw this coming out, and I'm like, man, they're looking for the fifth generation now because, remember 1933? I'm thinking after the fifth generation, they figured. I'm thinking that they have full control now over everybody here as a slave. As a corporate slave. So now they're looking for what generation those little ones are right now. I just saw that newly added to the application. So how'd you figure they were the fifth generation of your grandparents? But they asked your child, your grandchild, was it, a, was it your grandchild or your grandparents? Yeah, it's my ask? grandchild, so that means she's my third, but... Since 1933, she would fall under the fifth generation. I'm calculating based on, I'm like, this just came out. What are they looking for now that they added generation? Because I asked them, hey, it says here generation. What is this? She said, oh, the Department of Education wants to know what generation does this fall under based on the time that they started issuing the birth certificate. She goes, like, was your grandparents here? And I said, yeah. How about your great-grandparents? And I said, yep. And she said, well, she'll be like fifth generation. Um, they're going based on 1933 when they started changing structure. And here's another thing, <laughs> that in 1933 when Roosevelt did that, um, whatever he did, the New Deal, it said that he consecrated the land and that and, you know, like when you consecrate a land, it, it says that it either means that he cursed it or it was um, blessed, right? 
So if you're blessing a land, right, this is this is how I'm looking it up here, and it says to consecrate either means to bless or curse. Doesn't so my thing is, huh? Doesn't bless mean curse? Well, here's my thing. If you're blessing or cursing, right, like the, I heard the Pope came here too in 19, around that time, right? Is that true or not? Does anybody know? When? The Pope, um, whoever the Pope of Rome was, I, I want to know, did they come here in 1933? The reason why I'm asking is because it says here in, that, in this covenant that I'm reading that if you um, were pledged, right, to have the pledge, it says that if you pledge the human body um, that you were, um, let me see, what is that? Uh, let me see. Though similar to a pleasure gift, which is given when enacting a human covenant. You know, we were given to them as a pledge. The sign of a divine covenant was generally a repeatable memorial. So were they cursing us in 1933? Or were they blessing this country in 1933 when they were pledging the people? Because remember, in 1933, they took your rights away. And you are now put into the um, corporate trust as well. I believe they could have been condemning us. And this would be something really important, um, which I'm gathering up the information of that, too, because I'm putting this in the case. So well, wait a minute. Maybe they, maybe they did both. You know, there's two sides to everything. Um, you know, you come out of this on top, you have access to an account that, any, that will provide you with everything you could possibly ever Exactly. Want and you know that has to be brought to the courts. That's why I'm saying... I think the Lord did prepare me all the way through that you're not going to, I'm not giving them not one ounce of wiggle room. I'm not starting a war with them. But when I walk out of there, I'm going to have those answers because I'm putting together a story. And I've read many court cases, and I'll tell you that I've read court cases all the way in our court, which is in Miami, from Cuba, okay? And they tell the story about how Fidel Castro did this, this, and this, and what he did, and how it affected the people. And they condemned him, and they were filing, you know, charges against Cuba. But that's what we have to do. That is exactly the kind of case we're going to have to write up. And you're going to, you know, like, when you write this case, you have to make sure your facts are straight. That's why you see me jumping all over the place looking for things that may seem odd to you, but they're not odd to me because I, I'm looking for a timeline to see what were you doing to the people? What generation are we today from 1933 when you started pledging people to that certificate? And here's something else I want to tell you guys, which this is something to ponder. You know when you get the birth certificate, right? You know how when you get a title to a car? When you pay for, you know how when you're when you're paid for, right? You get a legal title to your car. Mm-hmm. Somebody already yep. paid for us. That's why we have a legal title to that piece of paper that says the all capital name. You well, yeah, can't that's have a title unless the gold, the gold huh? and silver that was taken by proclamation. The American people already paid for you because remember all the wealth was stolen by proclamation. Exactly. You could not get that birth certificate. If you, um, somebody say, well, yeah, it's a bond. Wait a minute, wait a minute. When I look up the style manual and I look up the other things, it's saying here 
that it's a title. It says it right on there, on the style manual. It is a business title or name that they've given you, right? But in order for you to get that, somebody had to pay for it because the United States ain't giving you anything unless it's been paid for. Everything has been hypothecated. Everything has been paid for, right? Yep. There is no way. And I'm going to bring that up, too. Based on your business transactions, nobody can get a legal title to anything unless it's been paid for. Even when you get a car title, it says state of Texas, state of Florida, and it'll have your name on it, right? That means you, you and the state, because I, I, called, I called Austin. Hey, why is it saying here to do a transfer title? It says that I'm transferring it to me and to the state. He goes, uh, where does it say that? And I'm reading, I said, form number, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, uh, and then I tell him, I'm not giving you my car. I said, what if I want to pass that on to my family? And he didn't. He stayed quiet. I'm like, oh, man, I hate when they play the silent game. I said, how about this, sir? I'm going to do a name change because I didn't know at that time that, you know, that was I didn't have that 1970 paper. I said, I'm going to do a name change, and then I'm going to come. He goes, you know what? This is a lead attorney from DMV in Austin. He tells me the best thing to do is don't change the title over to you until you do your name change. Then come and do the title. I'm like, all right, that means. Let me ask this question. If it it hasn't been paid for, even if you get the the title, it hasn't been paid for. Yeah, that's why it has your name and it has the state's name. You know why? Because you can't pay for it. That's why I'm telling people, look, the only honest promissory note that you can do through a trust or an estate is a promise to pay upon death. Because upon death, you see what it says there? That upon your death, now everyone who has a claim against you can file the claim and they will settle it. And it says that the claim, I mean, that the um, account will not be closed until all of it is settled. So that doesn't mean that you're dead already? Mm, you are given, listen to this, you're given the um, birth certificate, right? No, that means, I wasn't. <laughs> well, when you order it, you know how when you order the birth certificate, they give it to you? Yeah. Now, if they were to tell me, like the state had said one time, well, those certificates belong to us, right? Well, now I'm going to say, no, it's not because you gave it to me. Just like they tried to steal T's name change paper, and she and they told her, I was right there on the phone with her when they said it. You gave it to me. Now it's ours. And I told her, call the cops on them right now. Call them because I heard her say, make a photocopy and give this back to me. And the lady said, nah, we're keeping this. She said, you can't have it. I huh? Let me ask this question, mm-hmm. because we talk about the straw man all the time, right? Right. Everybody's clear on the straw man. Who right. made the straw man? The state. Who made the straw man? The state made the straw man, right? Right. So that's their name. How, they, how, how, is it, how can I take your natural name 
and put it in all capital letters, and then you come back and tell me it's yours? Only because the paper, and they seal it. You know how they put all the seals on it? So right. they're claiming that it belongs to them, but you see, it ain't going to be true. You know why? Because that is your presumption. I'm going to tell you when you when I gave you $10, you gave it to me. And they're going to say, well, you didn't pay for it. I'm going to say I did with my sweat, blood, and tears because you didn't get them 10 bucks out of it. They just don't appear in the thin air. That's what you're giving me for labor. But now if you say I didn't really pay for it, then I'm going to have to start writing promissory notes payable upon death is when you actually, the court, the probate settle all those debts upon your death. And Southern and I, we were going to do a show on Thursday, and we're going to read to you the probate law on settlement and how they're going to pay your debts when you die. And, um, and it tells you, too, that they're going to pay themselves first, and then they're going to pay off anyone who comes forth with a claim that, um, that you owe them something. That goes to oh, my question. They're going to come with those claims because you know how when you fill out the application for when you buy a car, when you do this, see, they're robbing you like I don't know how many times. They take the vehicles back off of you um, if you don't do a last will and testament. They take all these things off of you because they have a legal, they're giving you a legal title. And um, you're not really paying for it. That's why I was telling someone, you know, this, this guy, he, he really brought it on to me yesterday. He was telling me that he met this group who claimed that they're connected to us, okay? And he told me the name, and I'm going to have to post the, what he told me on the wall. Um, he gave me the name of the group and everything. It's called, I think, Legal Equals or something like that. And um, he was telling me how they said that they can get all of your birth certificate assets and stuff. And I'm laughing, and he says, well, what's so funny? And I said, what assets? I said, there are no assets, sir. Nothing. You've never been paid. What assets are you talking about? The only way you can make an honest promissory note is either you pay in gold or silver, which they are not going to accept because they've already taken all of that away from us by executive orders, right? Or a dollar stamp. Or, you know, the dollar stamp. But here, even if they were to give you a dollar stamp, they, when you're reading HJR 192, let me tell you something. You have to remember this. They're not talking to you when they're writing HJR 192, they are telling the government workers how to discharge the debt that we create. Not us. Not us. You don't have that right until you get out of their system as a living man. Not that you're alive. You have to be a living man with a living trust and a living estate. Then you can write, you know, I was like, the only way you can write something up like that is if you write a promissory note payable at death. And if they say, oh, well, you can't do that because you weren't operating in I am operating in commerce. You just aren't paying me. I do this, 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 and this all day long. You're not paying me for my job description. Shouldn't a signature cure the debt? How is it payable upon death? When there is no because money look, when you die, look at this. 
when you die, right? Yeah. I'm gonna on Thursday I'm gonna pull up the um Southern is Southern here? No. No? Well Southern and me, we we're gonna pull we're gonna read to you guys this is the very first document. This is how I met Southern. We were reading the probate law on how they settle your account at death and that's how I met him. We were going over and I said, Wait a minute. Why are they settling our debt after death? He said, because we are operating under a generation-skipping trust. You see, it says when you die, the estate. When I read this to you, you're going to see the big picture. It says, if no competent um, successor comes forward, right? That's why they're trying to wipe you off the face of the map as heir. It says, if no competent um, successor comes forward, we shall administrate the state and pay all debts on behalf of the decedent. I'm like, wow, that means someone who doesn't have a last will and testament? He goes, no, even if they did. You see, it says it has to be a competent and legal and lawful successor. If not, it says we – I read this like about maybe three years ago when I met him, and it was saying the state shall pay itself – when you don't have a competent successor, your estate gets is a sheet to the state. And then I read another law to you guys one time that I posted where it says the um, estate does not uh, by default a sheet to the um, to the state unless no competent testation of will or mass will and testament is issued to a like they're saying a lawful successor, meaning that you, yourself, you have to be a lawful heir or you, or you don't get the estate forwarded to you. They keep it. And it even tells you how they pay it. They pay themselves. It begin dispersing the entire estate. And I'm like, Southern, what estate are they talking about? He goes, I guess they're holding all of our estates and they they actually pay everybody upon death. That's why... All of these contracts are for a future time, not for the moment. What they do is they take a loan out for that, and you're trying to pay something. They're not really paying you, right? And the reason why this system doesn't work is because they charge you interest, taxation, principal, and when you're done, that car that you bought for 50000 is now 100000 right? Now you've made the national debt a hundred thousand dollars that you've not paid because they're not really paying you, okay? And you're not really paying for it. That's why we're creating the debt. So this is what yeah. I was saying earlier. Hold on a second. Civil little more to means debt in view of the law, correct? Say that again. Civil liter mortus means debt in view of the law. Is that correct? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now. If y'all getting y'all birth certificates and sealed up and sealed up and sealed all the way up and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make you lie? Doesn't that make you in full life a living, breathing being? So if we can go in and sign a contract to go get a $50,000 vehicle and not realize that that's the payment right there, our, our breath, no need to, there's no need right. to produce a promissory note to death. Because even if we do do a promissory note at death, it ain't... Well, you know why I was saying promissory so note at death? Because you know how you have HJR 192, right? Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with that. I'm familiar with Only that. Only the on. treasury can pay in gold and silver, you know, like the true value. 
you you got to you got to show me to prove that to me. You got to show me that to prove that to me because it ain't been said. It's only been said and it's not been done that only the Treasury pays in gold or silver. The Federal Reserve says they ain't got nothing to do with nobody. But we use the Federal Reserve notes to move the to move the the, the 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 counterfeit money around, the counterfeit closed account around. So all I'm and saying is, one, and you know what? And they're the ones operating the counterfeit account, but they but they call it legal legal tender, right? Think well, about it, people. They even give it its own name. Look, you're using what? You're using a legal name, right? Who who was they? You talking about? Um, the government when they did okay, the federal so reserve I, I, system. I, I, look I, I, at how I, I, they call it: legal government? tender, right? I thought the people were the government, though. No, the people are not the government anymore. The people are not the government? No. There is no government that's active right now. It's just a corporation, man. That's right. It's all corporate. So you're telling me that the people are a corporation? Mm-mm. Well, Mm-mm. We, when you see we the people, look at how it's styled. You know, it's, it's nobody capitalizes a letter mid-sentence. Uh, okay, let me w, tell you capital something. W, T, and then it says capital P. That's a title. That's a trust. Yeah, it's not, we it's the not you. Who are not we the people? None of us are we yeah. the people. We're and it tells you that. There's this book that I had that I posted it. I, you know what? I would have to go back. I tried to spend a whole day looking for this book that I had posted on the wall in Legal Deception. The very first time that we opened it to the public, I had a book, and it was called Understanding the Constitution. And it was an old book, and it talked about we the people. It said it very clearly in there. Now, we the, the people are the not the people of the country. It said we the people shall, um, and it told you, the employees of the government. The employees of the government. So that tells you that the people are the government. Well, it's specifically no. it's white landowners. Now you got to think well, about. Well, no, 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 no. White, it said white. It said white people. Yeah. Wait a minute. It did no. say white people too, but it also it did say uh, white people. So, so well, what's no, the listen, definition listen, of white people? Listen, what I have to say for a second. Landowner refers to owning your land. Your land is your estate. Owning mm-hmm. your person, owning your the rights to that. That's your land. And whites are just a political status. You know. And no, that's, you know no, no, no. I know what you're saying. I didn't write this. Okay. I didn't write this. It said white people. And I believe that I gave you guys something the other day that I pulled out from another. Remember the pre-statehood? Where I just pulled up Alabama and they said that they declared themselves the white plantation landowners or something like that. And they were called what? The righteous. I didn't like that. I don't know if they were really white. I don't know what color they were. They just said that they were the white righteous people entitled to the land. Now, in this old book that I had about the Constitution, it said white people and employees of the government. I didn't write that. They did. But I will tell you this. In working for the government, because I was just so, I'm, I'm Latina. I'm Spanish. And I said, well, you know what? Let me check. I looked at, remember, I, I was given back my um, voter's registration. I looked at all Spain? my children's voter's registration, and then I looked at mine. Mine's an upper lowercase, and several other people in my family was an upper lowercase, but then when it came to my children, it was all capitalized. 
I'm like, holy cow, if they're using capital names on the voters' registrations, I said that means that their votes don't count. They're a minority. Well, their votes don't count if they don't have authentication of the majority. So what does the capital, the all capitals or the lowercase mean? See, that's what I'm saying is to, to the we the people, who are the people? Show me the corporation that alluded to the people. If y'all telling me mm-hmm. that the people is a corporation because it's a capital letter. Now, mm, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm telling you, listen, I'm telling you because even when I used to have a court case, when I didn't know, do you know I could not use a public defender, okay? They gave me, um, when I first had my first court case, I did not, I, I was appointed two private attorneys, okay? And I didn't know why. I didn't know the difference between a public defender. I didn't know, but I was telling everybody the story that I, when I went in there, I brought Jesus Christ to the courtroom, and they fired the two attorneys and told me that I would be presenting myself. I didn't even understand what they were talking about. I had to fight for 10 months by myself. Was the article from court? Hmm? Was it an article from court? Mm Mm-mm. It was a family court, probate court. Family court in in Florida's uh, probate. So that's not a court. No, but you see what I'm telling you? Look at this. I worked in government at that time. When I worked in government, I was told that I wasn't allowed to have a public defender. I didn't know what they were talking about. They kept saying it was a conflict of interest. And they hired two private attorneys for me. When the private attorneys came in, I brought up the subject about Jesus, and they fired the two. I'm talking about right there in the courtroom they were fired. The two attorneys told the judge, she has civil rights. The judge says, and they won't be violated. And then she told me, you will be presenting and defending yourself. And I said, "Um, okay. I didn't even know. I had to fight that case for 10 months all by myself. So so you're Spanish, right? Yes. You're from Spain? Now, you know that I don't have that kind of right, being Spanish. Huh? Are you from Spain? No, I'm I'm Puerto Rican. Okay, so you're not Spanish. You're not you're not Spanish. Well, they don't tell you, you know, like in our paperwork down south. Let me tell you, in Florida, they don't call you Spanish. They say you're Latino, or you are Hispanic. They don't call you yeah. Spanish. They call you Hispanic. Yep. Right. And that's a, that's another injury. That's like white and black, African American, Chinese, Puerto Rican, Mexican, mm-hmm. Guatemalan. Somali, and those are all injuries. They codified and trademarked yeah. all the titles, and now they're doing business on the people. Oh, yeah, but and, and I told you about that. People and that. The people are not the government? Are y'all really the, kidding me? Y'all are telling me that the people right. are not the government, but they, but they elect or hope that the people vote every four or eight years for whomever mm-hmm. and whatever under their codes, and y'all are telling me and y'all are telling the pu- public that the people are not the government. No. And a matter of fact, if you, listen, I'll tell you how you can find out tomorrow. Call the attorney general, okay? For what? I called two of them. The the, the attorney general is not the attorney general. This is a pseudo-government that y'all talking about as a government. But we don't have a attorney general. A man is his own government. 
Now, when you say, right. you know, if someone's anti-government, that, that's a bad uh, word to use because it means that you can't govern your own affairs. The government meant to govern. You're meant to govern your own affairs. Now, no, Washington, George Washington said very clearly that laws are there for men that don't have their own set of laws, that can't govern themselves. You know, that, that's why you're supposed to put your law form in your will or in your so, trust. So, so what, man, what man cannot govern themselves? Those who don't want to govern themselves. No, a no, man who does who not have a trust or will. Hold on, let me finish. Those who have been usurped, run amok, miseducated, and misinformed are the ones who can't govern themselves. Why? Because they've been miseducated and usurped. Exactly. Okay. No, we're not saying because they want to be. Okay, they, so then like you, I told so them, so the so society so that you live in is the one that, that was created. Not a good word. What? Because anti-government is, is anti-quasi-government, if you want to be technical, because the government yeah. that we're saying we're anti-towards is not government. Me, you, and those of us in this group, we know that. But if okay. you were to call the attorney general who is sitting in that office over there, she'll tell you. I'm telling you that the attorney general for the state of Florida told me this not even a month ago. And then she had some nerve to go into an African-American church and tell them to vote for her until um, someone went in there and told her off. She said, your votes don't count. And I said, well, who puts you in office? She actually told me, the corporations do. And I said, well, yeah. what about the people? She said, no, not the people. No, that doesn't, Just because the people don't put these people in office don't mean the people ain't the government. That's miseducating people. Well, what I mean is that what they're declaring under the Constitution, like, if you, you know, when you're saying that you go in to vote, right? Oh, when you vote. go in to vote, if you okay, look when at the, if the, when you look at the voters' registration, as a matter of fact, he will tell you because Trump just said it the other day. We have so many point million dead people registered to vote. He was trying to tell you that. I was like, what? Did he really say that? She said, yeah. I looked at some of my family members' voters' registration, right? They are not in upper, lower case. Like, I have family that doesn't work in government. Their names are in all capital letters on their voters' registration, created by the same county, the same Department of Elections, and those of us who worked with um, the county government, our names were in upper lower case. This is what I'm trying to tell you about the style. That right, me style ask, means something. Yeah, I'm clear on that. Let me, let me ask you this question. Did mm -hmm. You said your family members um, who got their voters registration card is in all capital letters, right? Yeah. And Donald Trump said, Donald Trump said all these millions of dead people are voting, right? That they were so, registered to vote. So doesn't that... In, an, in another way, he is saying that a whole bunch of minorities who are not of the majority are voting, which their votes don't count. Yeah, I agree, too. Yeah, that's what he's saying. So uh, back to the, the, the promissory note. This is what I'm saying is that if it is that we can sign for a house or a car or an insurance right. claim, and that gener that's the money right there. Yeah, but here's where you messed up. 
You're using their paper to do it. Okay? But that's where that's where the interest and the um taxes and stuff come in. When you do that contract, if you notice, here comes the man with all the papers, like forty pages. Sign here, put your initials here, sign here, do this, do that. This is exactly what they did to you when you were born. Sign this paper here, put I know because I was there for my grandson's birth. You know, the lady comes in here now. You know what? I'm going to tell you how I know it's changed even more without your knowledge. You know, a long time ago, um, you know how they started off with now they offered pre kinder for four year olds? Well, how about the new law is. If you have a baby, the lady told me this. Now that they have the computer system, um, I watched her. She came in the room, asked my daughter questions, and I said, can I see that? She was, uh, she turned as red as a beet. She goes, no, we're not allowed to show people. I said, well, you're asking questions off of it. Can I have a copy of what you're asking? Um, I'm just a registrar here, but I can't give you a copy of that. I said, so why are we going to answer your questions? I need to see what you're putting on that paper. Um, well, and she, you know what she said to my daughter? I, I'll come back later at a more appropriate time. I was like, she can come back whenever she wants. So I'm going to be sitting in this room waiting for her. She came back. I said, now, nah, you know what? I, I need a copy of what you're asking for and this, you know, in this document because I don't know what you're putting on the paper. No, we can't do that, ma'am. You're going to have to go down to the records department with the registrar um, they wouldn't give me a copy. I'm telling you, they would not give me a copy. So when I called the hospital, they told me now it takes under 14 days to put your baby in the system, and after 14 days, they're going to destroy the record. Before, it used to be 10 years or 20 years that the hospital kept the records. Now the hospital, and I think anyone who's having a baby right now, you better check with the hospital. The hospital down in Florida told me now they're only holding your records for 14 days and demolishing them. So have your baby at home. Huh? Have your baby at home. Well, not only that, but if you look at the new law, they are so desperate for money. That's how I know that that our um, economy is faltering. They now mandate the mothers. Even if you have a bastardized child... By the time you're six weeks, the baby has to be in daycare. Listen, if you ain't paid your mortgage since 1933, ain't no economy and ain't nothing falling. Well, there's nothing there to begin with now. You're talking about, think about all the things that happened, Pastor. Your quarters are made out of um, alloy. None of your coins have any silver in it now. And, but that, we're not making them coins either. And those Federal Reserve notes is a, a signed check or contract on a closed account. We're clear on that. Yeah. But we're still moving but, it around, which means that yeah. we're, we're a part of the fraud. Yeah. You're seeing that all we're doing, people, is we're taking the debt and we're just pa- – here's why the crime comes in, people. Because when you're passing the debt notes from hand to hand – passing the buck forward, right? And then you sign a contract created by a bank or a financial institution or a broker. You're signing the contract, and you're also telling them that they can have interest. 
So when not you're done with your debt, right. it's double the price. Not if you sign it right. All rights reserved, UCC 103-207-308, without recourse. No, but you know how they're not going to let you listen, sign it without recourse. You can write that on. Listen, you can write that on there. But let me ask you this: When you, I know you're different because you know what you're looking for. But let's say that you wrote all rights reserved without recourse. Okay. Now you took that debt. Okay. But on the actual contract, it'll say that you bought this car at three percent interest. Um, and and uh, so many, and then, you know, you take your car home. Now, you already signed the contract with 3% interest. Okay, even if you wrote all rights reserved, no recourse, the contract already has built in the 3%, 7, 11. Let me tell you that they got me real good one time when I bought this one car. I paid it off, okay? One month before I was getting ready to pay it off, the dealer calls me. I'm thinking, hallelujah, I paid off this car. I worked so hard to pay off. You know what it, You know what they called me to tell me? That at the end of the they didn't even mention it to me, okay? At the end of the contract, I had a $16,000 balloon payment. Did you I sign was all so rights mad. Reserved? Huh? Did you sign all rights reserved? I didn't sign any. I didn't sign any. I didn't know anything about that, okay? Oh, okay. But listen to this. It wouldn't have mattered if I did do that. You know why? Because if I would have put my name on that contract with all rights reserved, right, it wouldn't have mattered because in the contract itself, it said the final payment, which is a balloon payment, was $16,000. I would have put my name agreeing to it. If it wasn't fully disclosed that the signing is void ab initio, just like the birth certificate. It was. You know what they're going to tell me? You didn't read the contract, my dear, so you're screwed. I know how they operate because I'm telling you now, I read those papers like I'm talking about. They make you, like in the school's papers, it gives you little places to initial, right? But when I read the bottom of the contract, I got real mad one day when I first got That's why they threw me out of the school the first day. I said, you tell me to initial each part of this contract that you want me to sign here approving me, but at the bottom it says, by placing my signature here, I consent to all of the above. I said, what kind of, what are you trying to do, play a trick on me? That's when they threw me out of school because I caught them trying to cheat me on a contract saying that I gave them all the rights to um, do whatever to my grandkid, and I ripped the papers, and they even called the truancy officer on me. Truancy. I said, all right, I'll be back. Here comes the truancy officer, and I told them, and he said, go over there to the truancy office and, and um, go to the district. That's when I laid that bond down and said, uh-uh. You know what? Here's mine. This is for my use. Here's my private papers. Um, and you know what? You're going to use this to discharge debt. I signed one paper with them, and I said, um, pay to the order of the district. Now I can go to any school. I even write it on the bottom of the paper. Bond. This is a bond-activated um, student. Private student, no, I wrote nothing shall be released. Look at, you know, my daughter was in another school, right? My granddaughter. It mm -hmm. says right on the paper, records from that school shall not be transferred. Whatever is in that school shall stay there. <clears throat> now, what am I going to have to do to prove that my granddaughter was a student? I have to keep records of her, her report cards, her um, academics. It's my job. 
you want to be um, a settler on the land, you better keep some paperwork there. Otherwise, they don't have it. That's what's going to happen when you change your name, too. But you wrote you your bond on the birth certificate, on the certificate of live birth. That's the bond you handed them with some verbiage on mm-hmm. it? I didn't give them the real thing. I gave them a copy of the birth certificate. So sir, and a, copy, I told them, a certified copy. A copy, yeah, the one that's authenticated. And I wrote, okay. you shall discharge the death. I wrote a note to them, right? Give them a note. Mm-hmm. I wrote, note, all debts regarding so-and-so shall be discharged through this bond. And I wrote my signature on there, my first name, and I wrote, comma, POA, because I'm power of attorney over her, and I wrote Settler. That was it. Ever since I did that, them schools are fighting for her to come. Why? Because I already made my own promissory note to them. I well, made the, the promise. Put, you only put your given name on there. That's it. Just a given name? No, I use my given only. So why we can't do that with a car or a house? Why are you making a promissory note upon Because you know what? I don't know how to do it. You know how the the financial agencies are private? You know, it's not like a public agency of the government. Yeah, but they get their oaths and their bonds from the public uh, uh, government. The VP. CFO, VP, maybe. Say that Say again? again? I said... They might have to send it into the CFO or VP. He's right. Uh, they do get all their oaths and bonds from the government. So all the oaths and bonds come from the government. No, no private corporation, no utility company is working without having the oath and a bond from the federal government. Which means that okay. everybody is under the 1791 Organic Supreme Laws of the Land Constitution (ETC), mm-hmm. whichever one you want to use in between that and, and thenceforth, and discharge it all. We, we, well, you know, when I remember I told you I, I wrote to the utility commission, uh-huh. and I gave them the birth certificate, too, and they never charged me for the light bill again? Okay. To this day? Because I told them. Yeah, I gave them the whole story. You know, I can't pay you. And remember I told you the guy was laughing, and I said, because we've not been paid. I said, how can I pay you when I'm not being paid? And then I gave them the birth certificate as well, and I've never been billed yet for that light bill. Hmm. Well, I got the opposite effect. I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now I got to bring now I got to bring suit against them because they don't acknowledge that coming from me because I didn't work for the government. Who is this? Somebody else? Yes, somebody else. No, but listen, you know why they're not acknowledging it? Because in order for you to be a man on the land, Uh you have to put, you got to give a notice. Uh You have to do a public notice telling them. My public notice goes all the way up to the president and all the way out to the Hague. I put my public notice all over the planet. Who, you? She means a declaration. They record that at the land court that you're always going to. Declaration would be... uh, talking about what you want to be seen as, for example, a non-taxpayer, um, the owner of the birth certificate, or whatever you want to call it. You know. Controller. That's what you're talking about. Controller, thank you. Yeah, yeah you're the controller, and you're, you don't need to give it to the Hague. You need to give it to your local county or your local city. The Hague got... don't have nothing to do with that birth certificate. Shit, they don't. They sell Listen. that shit all over the country, all over the planet. 
You think they sell it, your birth Yes, they do. But you know what? The Hague okay. isn't the one that when you have a monthly payment, they're not going to mail your bill to the Hague. No. They're going to mail it through your. No, you got to no, go no. to your locality. No, I didn't. I didn't send the. I didn't send the birth certificate to the Hague. I sent the the, the judicial notice. The name correction. Okay, but what you're really supposed to do, listen, this is a military government operating under legal, uh, Libra codes, right? Libra codes 100. Yes, I'm familiar. So you know that they're operating as a military district. Right, in, in, in my ancient homeland, which is a, a.k.a. misnomered as United States of America, which is America, Northwest America, right. Northwest and South. So who do you got to give notice to? The district. I gave notice to the district. Did you give them the birth certificate? Uh, yes. And they ignored it? Well, I don't know if the district ignored it. The utility company ignored it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They can't do that. See, because when I talked to the utility company, I told them, my papers are with the district. And you know what? You, ch- I told them, you charge me one more utility bill, I'm going to file suit against you. Because they know that they have a bond there. I don't call it a birth certificate. It's a bond. I said, you got that bond over there, and you're going to discharge right. that debt public utility system. I'm talking about the man was laughing, okay? Because oh, okay. he so knew. This. When you sent huh? it to the district, who did you send it to the district? I mean, who at the district? You sent it to the head judge? I sent it. No, I sent it right there to the district attorney. And I believe that in legal deception, I'll post it tomorrow again on Redemption Equity, where the lady is writing to me. I posted my emails. I just whited out my my um my information when she was writing to me. She said to me, I told her if I can record the birth certificate. And I forgot not to call it a birth certificate. And she was mad, and she wrote me back and said, um, we don't record birth certificates here. Go to Vital Statistics. I said, God dog it, I call it the wrong thing. And I told her, no, 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 I have an ecclesiastical depot and I'm a woman on the land. And I need to I need to record this with you so that you'll know I'm on the land. So I you know, she didn't respond to me. Then one day on a Monday she wrote to me and said, Hey, I want to ask you a question. I've never seen an ecclesiastical depot. We've never had one come across our desk. There's the clerk. Oh, first she called me a Roman inferior. She said, uh-uh, the ecclesiastical depots come from Roman inferiors who don't want to follow. Um, she said, you're trying to override the rule of law, and you're trying to override divine law, and that's not going to happen, right? So I wrote her back and said, I'm not a Roman inferior. You know, and I got really mad at her, and I wrote her some stuff on there. So then on a Monday, she wrote me back. This district attorney's office. She said, "Hey, I've never seen an ecclesiastical deed poll. Can you, um, if you if you show it to me, I will run it by the district attorney, and I'll ask her, can we file it?" And I said, "Okay." And I didn't answer for her for a couple of days. She wrote me again and said, "Hey, are you going to show me that paper or not?" So I I said, "Okay," and I emailed her the papers with the birth certificate, with my private filing that's recorded in Lamar. And she wrote me back in three days and said, the district attorney says they, they don't want no problems with you. We have no charges against you. Um, you're not listed in here at all as a criminal. 
And um, we cannot file this, though. She said, that is for your records, and we will keep this as what? Notice. So they didn't file it, but they kept it in their records as notice. When I gave it to the attorney general of my birth state, he said, we can't help you. We only work for corporations, but we shall keep your filing in our permanent record section. And you have, and then he told me, he gave me a green light, said you are able to go in and file your claim. That means like file your suit in the court. He said it has to be done in private. And then he told me you're entitled to this, this, and this. Because you got to go to Lieber Code General Order 100, you got to go to the Attorney General with your claim as a consumer complaint. You have to go to the district attorney because they're operating by district. That's, um, if you look at the Holocaust, the lady, uh, I was watching the um, documentary, she said, when you are operated as a military district such as the Nazis, she said, they operate as a military district, and you have to go to the district for everything. She said, and all of the people that live in the district, um, they were called ghettos. They lived in the ghetto. That's where their name came from. It came from Germany when they were ruling as the Nazis. You have to go to the district commander who would be the district attorney. Oh, uh, I forgot to bring this up earlier, but uh, we're going to talk about Kane and uh, mm-hmm. Chinese. Now, do you know yeah. that the Chinese consider the, their first emperor to be a, a dragon? I read yeah. that the other day. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. very fascinating. Uh, so now Kane himself, uh, you know, I, I know some people would argue about argue this, but there's a lot of... Uh, Strong arguments that he's the, actually the spawn of um, uh, the serpent and Eve, and uh, there is um, further evidence when uh, the Lord, quote unquote, approaches Cain and asks him where his brother is. There was no body. Okay, mm-hmm. there was only he found the blood. Now, now that's also proof that. The Lord is a walking God and not an omni, uh, omnipotent, all-knowing God, uh, the creator of the you know quote-unquote universe. But, um, but he the fact that he had to ask, you know, um, and so then he asked and didn't know where. Then he found the blood stains in the ground, which is all that was left. Now, if you look at the word cannibal, what do you see in there? Anagram. You have a Cain Abel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cain ate Abel, and how could it? Not only did he eat Abel. He ate his entire body, his bone structure. Now, how is it possible? Yeah, this I learned from a, a from a Jewish man, a Sephardic Jew, very mm-hmm. studious, been studying Torah since the beginning of his life. You know, seven hours a day. You know, the Sephardic Jew is a very orthodox uh, um, division, and he he brought that to light to me, and I was just blown away. This is years ago. So now you go and take this man who is uh, half man, half serpent, you know, if you, if you operate on that presumption, and then he migrates to the east. And, I'll, and then you kind of, I mean, I'm just putting things together here, but then their first emperor is, you know, 
a reptilian. So uh, basically, so I don't know. It's just a, it's an interesting concept to think about. Well, not only that, but remember that book America that we were passing out. Yeah, yeah. And it said that Noah was really Prometheus. Ooh. Yep, it was on page was two, I think, that. one or two. It said Noah is. It says we know Noah as Prometheus, and I'm like, oh, holy crap! That means Noah was a giant. And Noah, yeah, he was a titan. Yep. What yeah, and I was like, Hermes. yeah, they're not even making this stuff up. I said, otherwise, Noah would have to be. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm the, I apologize. Moses was Prometheus, and I'm saying, okay, if that's the case, or even Noah, I, I don't want to, I'm going to have to say it's either one of the two that they had said very clearly in this very, very old book about America, saying that they knew who he was. And I'm thinking, well, you know, in the Bible, it was saying that the giants were eating the people. Yes. Well, in Enoch it said that, but after looking into it, Enoch seems to be a book riddled with holes, and Pastor uh, Penn you probably know much more about that than I could speak on. Can I but, ask a question? Mm-hmm. Was these guys black or white? They, you know, they don't talk about color. Uh, Never no. talk about uh, uh, What verse in the Bible talked about the color of Jesus' eyes, hair, and skin? Uh, it depends on what Bible we're reading, because I think half of these Bibles that we have are copyrighted, and I think mine is, too. Oh, all of them are copyrighted. I agree with you on that point. Yeah, but like, the, I think they omit things from them. But and, we're not talking about the, the copywritten, the, the newer copywritten version. We're talking about the oldest Bibles written. I would have to go and look in there. Well, but, you know, remember you were telling me anyway that the King James Bible is like, you know, now I I was reading from, I was watching a video from this pastor. He even said that they removed God's name from the Bible, that it used to be in there over 927 times and it was removed. Well, yeah, there's, there's, oh. there's, there's 33 other missing books too, but that's not the yeah. point. The point is, is this is that if we're saying that, okay, the Garden of Eden and the, the, the Bethlehem and, 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 and wherever else they said Jesus was born, through mm-hmm. all, all the books, it was in the Middle East. Yeah. yeah. Right? Now, yep. unless there's uh, Europeans in the Middle East that were there since the beginning of time, which is impossible, mm-hmm. then it had to be a black man for a better lack of terms. Or an Indian man, because he did spend a lot of time oh, in oh, India. Oh, 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 Pause right there. When Christopher Columbus said he came to America and he didn't come to the land masses, he said he found Indians, okay? So go ahead mm-hmm. with that Indian, India stuff, because it's the same <laughs> color people. It's the same color oh, people. Yeah. I mean, they're different. I'm just saying, like, they're... Uh, you want to... It's a different, cla- I guess, class of people. Like, we all have different classes, different like we were talking class. about earlier. No, no. No, see, 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 we're we're inundated with with Europeanized bureaucracy. So when we start calling ourselves white and black yeah. and red and yellow, we're practicing racism. So my thing to most Europeans: stop calling yourself white. Tell me where you're from. Either you're from Ireland, Poland, Sweden, Yugoslavia, or so on and so forth. Because black people can can claim the title of white too. 
because the title is yeah. just a corporate game, which means yeah, we're, we're 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 just speaking the common tongue right now, man. Um, we're not you know writing papers or speaking with politicians. We're just speaking as friends. Um, I get what you're well, saying. Well, you know, to me, and this is the only country where they talk about people's color because I'm telling you that when I was stepping on land far from here, third world countries, they don't know color, okay? Exactly. So so what was the first color that they started labeling people? No, that I don't know. That I Black. don't know when they started labeling those colors, but I know that if you go to the other side of the world right now, they don't know colors. You know, they're mad at us because they're saying that we've defiled. I mean, like, they basically painted us out to be monsters based on just category. Listen, you categorize these people, that's why they say you're a monster. That's right. That's an ends legus. That's a creature in yeah. law. That's a human being, which is a monster. Mm-hmm. So they're not wrong. So, so let's talk nationality. Yeah. What kind of nationalities do we have on the daggone phone line? Because that's what we really need to be talking about. Yeah. Well, the answer what you said earlier, Genesis forty-nine twelve. That that that's key because basically, when you go back and you look at scripture, scripture mm-hmm. talks about nations. He dealt with nation, the nation of Israel. Um, yeah. And, and so forth and so on. Okay. Go ahead with the nation of Israel. Israel ain't but not, ain't but fifty sixty years old, bro. <laughs> Israel ain't nothing but fifty six years fifty years fifty six years old to the place. right. But you're talking about you're talking about the fake place. I'm talking about so the you're nation. You're talking about the fake nation. We're talking that. No, I'm not. I'm not I'm talking about those who are Ibrahim, those who are Hebrew. Okay. Hebrew, the Hebrew needs to cross over. That Hebrew is not a nation. Hebrew has to be attached to a land. Where's Hebrew land at? Where's Israelite land at? Israel is a stolen demarcation. Of uh, what's that? Uh, Palestine. But that. Uh, yeah. Well, it was an unincorporated country, which is why they say that there was no country that existed. Their justification, when in reality, people lived there. They called it home. You know, and they no call it home. Well, we call it home, but this is not the United States of America. This is America, the Americas. The United States of America, as we all know, is a ten mark. 10-mile demarcation line inside of Washington, D.C., which is a district of Columbia, which is not a... Yeah, but you know what? Don't be, don't be fooled by the word nation either because a long time ago, the word nation didn't mean a geographical point of land either. It meant okay. that you were the descendant of. Yeah, okay. Like let, me, let me take you where nation goes. Nation goes to Natal. Natal means your mother bloodline seed. That's why we are a debauchery to the rest of the world. Because we fornicating over a male god and not a female god. When you go to India, Shiva is female. When you look yeah. at the Catholic Church, the Catholics, they pray to Mary. They don't give a damn yeah. about grown-ass Yeah, Jesus. they surely do. So check my record. They pray to uh, Mary represents um, an old pagan goddess. I forgot the name. I don't, not Ishtar. Um, uh, Mithra. You can cut ISIS, uh, 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 Austin, yeah. go, go on and on. Yeah, many names, same being. What was that, man? Oh, I said Diana. Yeah, yeah, Diana. Yeah, sounds familiar. Hey, here's my, now here's my question to that guy. So what are we supposed to be looking at, the ascension or the dissension? 
for me. No, the guy that was talking about the nation. Oh. Are you saying, you say that again? Now, when you, you know, like we we're talking about the nations right now. Now, you were talking about the father and the mother, right? So are we supposed to be looking for the lineage of ascension or the lineage of dissension? Which means the lineage of ascension means the bloodline of the mother. The lineage of dissension is the bloodline of the father. The bloodline of the mother. We're not we're not born from our fathers, irregardless of what Hebrew Israelites tote. We come out of the womb of a woman. And you know what? I believe and you know what? I, I would favor your um statement because of the fact that when I looked up my mother's bloodline, they've been here since eleven seventy five in America. You know, the lady, she didn't want to, I ordered the genealogical report for my mom on her lineage, and then she traced it back to 1175. You know, she wouldn't give it to me. She's talking about I need to go to um, what we call Ancestry.com because they're scared. Cause I was telling her I needed that for my mother and father. I wanted to see what was going on over here, and she would not give it to me. But, you know, like, they can't really trace that far back on my father. But they sure can trace you back to the mother's lineage. Well, that's because the father, the, the father's sperm dies off at the inception of the creation of the seed child. So uh-huh. his father lineage. That's why Hey, somebody in here is, is breathing hard on that phone. It's a bad connection. Yeah, somebody oh, okay. Nobody can prove to me that women that women come from men, although that Bible totes that nonsense. We have yeah. been on this planet for many years, and we've never seen a man, not one, impregnated mm-hmm. with a child. And so, guess what, people? He's men right. can't have science, They said it. They said that that um they cannot. That's why I told you that if you go to a lab. Go online and they do the DNA. When I read the whole entire entire scientific paper, I called them and I said, "Hey, let me ask you a question. Why does it say here um, the alleged father?" And she said, "Because we have to do a lot of things in order to determine if he's the father." It even says if you took the father's DNA and you took the baby's DNA. That that still doesn't give you a 99%. It has to be. Um, it, it said, it, the instructions are on there. It says you have to still take the mother's DNA. And I'm like, you know, but that's kind of like cheating. Like you're saying, oh, we can't determine if it's the father unless you take the mother's DNA as well. You know, and I was telling her that I was reading about mtDNA. And I said, you know, based on scientific reporting, it says here that, um, that you could that only the mother's DNA passes on to the offspring. That's a fact. And she stayed quiet, and I said, "So all these men that you know, you put them on child support, claiming that they're the father." I said, "Wouldn't you be lying?" She said, "Well, most of them declare that they're the father, anyways." I said, "Yeah, but your scientific paper here is saying that you had to do manipulation in order to, to determine if it's the father." 
And she didn't say anything. I said to my, I even put the report on on Facebook one time. I said, you dad better, you better look real hard here because it even, you know, I said, even if you're married, they're claiming that you're not the father. You're only the alleged father. And I said, there's something wrong with that. And I said, you guys better look at this scientific report that says they have to do like a whole bunch of um, DNA copying and manipulation and based on this calculation. I said, when you look at all the the crapola that they got to do to see if you're the father, well, let me tell you something, people. I said, it, it, it says it's either 99% or zero. I said, that's a big, big, you know, difference well, here. Let me just add on to this. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the mitochondrial DNA is a superior DNA strand of humans. Mm-hmm. There's no man that can generate the kind of energy that a woman's body can generate to produce a child. Right. The story of Jesus and Mary is a hoax. It's designed to trick people out of their gross rights. Out of their, out of their what? The the birthright lineage. There there wasn't a uh, virgin birth. That's for sure. That's a lie. Oh, yeah. I I, I don't believe in that either. I think they just, I believe that they just call it the Immaculate Conception because they can't trace the man's DNA inside the baby. They can't do it. They're, they're, They're lying to you. I'm telling you, I read them scientific papers, and they're telling you that they really can't do it either. The folks said Jesus ain't coming back. What? <laughs> the folks said Jesus ain't coming back. Well, you got an imposter coming back over there who's going to go put his chair over there in the uh, Dome of the Rock. Well, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not say that because, you know, the other day I put that article on there showing about um, Clinton uh, saying that, you know, that we're human capital. You know what the next article was? That the government wasn't going to give science uh, any funding for human cloning. It was right after the human um, capital argument. So if he does come back, it'll only be because they cloned him. He's not coming back. The Pope said he's not coming back. The what? The Pope said he's not coming back. He's got a direct line to the Pope, obviously. I don't know who his phone had is, but somebody's loaded with status. I can try calling back. It might be mine because I'm going to... Um... Yeah, all I hear is a whole bunch of static on on the line. Yeah, I'll try I'll try calling back again because I'm out in the middle of nowhere, so maybe that's what it is. Okay. All right. I don't know. He he is it him? Hold on. Somebody you got it. No. I can't I mean, kind of see who it is. No. 
Now who was that? Whoever you, whoever that last person was. You just okay, out. I don't know who it was. It said Northwest New York. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Northwest New York, but you, you just, you were just having us um, um, totally at a loss here. But what I was saying was that you know when it comes to the DNA, you know like. Like, I know people, they don't want to hear science. They don't want to hear nothing but, listen, you got to go into, like, a whole bunch of different things to be able to gather your facts. Um, <clears throat> and I basically, we... I believe in that, too. Like, you know, they're saying that, you know, Eve was the mother of all life because they already knew that they could only trace things back to mom or she was the carrier you know, um, you know how they they worship the women. Even the church worships the woman, but um, then they condemned her. Why? Because she was able to also um, have sex with this man that they call the serpent. Which uh, to me, it only meant that um, she was. Um, they call you know, like when you know someone betrays you, they call you a snake. Yeah. Okay. No, they like that snake. He, you know, a long time ago, that was a word that was used um, when you wanted to say someone was a double crosser, and they wouldn't have said the word um, beguile because beguile means to have intercourse. Okay. So I'm thinking that, yeah, you have this, you have this bloodline here that, um, you know, like this stuff that we're going through, people, you're going to have to realize it's coming from the church. Absolutely. I, I believe it. Huh? I believe it. Yeah, it's very clear. I'm telling you that when people get mad enough, I'm surprised they didn't tell you, uh, you know, tell you, you know, you roam and this and that. I have you under captivity. All she told me, which I posted it on the wall, that she called me a Roman inferior, and that let me know right off the bat. Plus, I know this because I used to work at the courts. And, and this is a fact, because I know this from, you know, working there, that the judges are operating in a ministerial capacity. Uh, uh, yeah. They're not judges. Why are we calling right. them judges? No, no, no. You know, it says on their little block, oh, judge so-and-so. But people, they're operating at a ministerial capacity for Rome. And And, 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 and how can you prove that? That's why they called the clerk called me a Roman inferior. No. Oh, no, I know no. that because when I worked in the courthouse, you know, we were already told that they're, you know, operating an ecclesiastical jurisdiction. But I wasn't allowed to say that to people. But I tell you guys on here, you know, they're the courts are ecclesiastical. They're private. They're all of their material. You know, you have a like I said before, you do have a great protection. You know, they're not gonna leave you totally out in the cold. Which is, I told you, their material is copyright protected. So this is why I asked you, how can you prove that? You prove that by verifying that they are not the Article Three Supreme Court. Yeah, they're not. They don't have. And if you even think about bringing the Constitution to their courthouse, 
They're going to hang you. Go on YouTube and check me out. I know how to go in that courtroom and, and stand, make them stand down, make them run off the bench. Because you're you need to, to are you on legal deception and redemption and equity? I am a friend, yeah, on legal deception. Post your your videos. Okay. I'm not going to. You know what? Um, I'm not going to have you banned. If I see you posting oh, a video see. on there and I see anybody banning you, I'm going to let you right back in. Cause see, I got almost a million views. You could ban it if you want. It don't matter to me. The truth is going to get out. No, I'm not going to ban it. Name, I just said that. I want on, you to post the video. What's your name on YouTube? Is, is, is must watch. A guy makes judge leave the bench. Good. Did somebody just say that? Yeah, you all are welcome to post things in there. As long you know what, we only ban people when they start putting some weird stuff on there or we see people trying to fight with our newcomers in there or um, you see people coming in the room talking. I think somebody came in the other day and wrote on the wall, how do I cash in my birth certificate bond? What's the channel, though? <laughs> I, I can't huh? find it. What's the, what's the channel? What is the what? What's the channel? What's the YouTube channel? I don't know. Oh, the YouTube. He's saying, "What is the oh, YouTube oh, channel?" Oh. On Facebook. Um, Sekou S E K O U. Rydayl R A D A Y, E L. It might be on YouTube too. On the Sekou. On the Sekou. Okay. There you go. Now, I was going to tell you, starting next week, we're going to talk about the trust now, okay? We're going to talk about trust, okay? You already know what equity is because you don't have it. The darn courts is stealing all your equity. But if you guys want to do one night of equity, and and I'll go into the corpus juris secundum to tell you about, you know, the equity part. But we, we want to go into what is a trust. And we got to get through that part because, um, Pastor, are you still there? Is Pastor Penn still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so you do know, I, I don't know if Jane told you. Are you still there, Jane? Probably went to bed. Right, I'm going to leave you guys on this note because it's getting late. But you do know that um, we've been talking about stuff all week, and we did find the post office trust, okay? I I think I saw Jane um, post something about that. Yeah, well, um, Piper sent this guy down to the post office, right? And I have to go look at the manual because um, the guy, he went to the post office, and he said... um, you know, he was talking, remember the ledgers that you pull out from the post office to document your RE numbers? Uh-huh. Okay. So, you know, the guy was talking to the postmaster over there, and he said, yeah, we have four types of trust. Which one do you want to do? The postmaster told the guy, we've been here before the government was here. We were the seat of government. And right. they offer you four types of trust. So I got to go look at them. And they were saying, why do you want to join? You want to bind in with our trust? 
So I need to see what kind of trust they're offering to the people. But this is the first time I've ever heard someone from the post office even talking about the trust, even telling someone that there is a trust for the people, that they are the first seat of government, and that there were four types of trust. Well, you have to remember, okay? All right, I used to work for the post office, okay, Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. In fact, I used to pick up the mail at the very first post office in the United States of America. Okay. Okay. It's called uh, Ben Franklin Station down in um, old, what they call Old City, Philadelphia. In fact, mm-hmm. it, it was part of my route. There's, in fact, you go down there. It's some. It's near like the Liberty Bell and stuff like that. There right. are sections from Independence Hall. It's around. I think it's between Fifth and Sixth Street. Mm-hmm. Independence Hall, the original, what used to be the U.S. Capitol. Right. Okay. And then as you go further down, this street, uh, 6th, 5th, um, 3rd Street, up in 3rd Street near Market, there's little streets. In fact, when I first started working that route, it was so funny trying to find these streets. One of them, I I can remember his name, Alfred Alley. And you Mm -hmm. go down there, and it's a a little alleyway. Mm -hmm. And these were the original homes. And you look at these houses... And basically what they used to have, um, they used to have a stick. Mm-hmm. Stick out the um, out the window, and it mm-hmm. would have a mirror so that they could look down and see, you know, who was standing at the door. And um, But anyway, the, the post office, the original post office, mm-hmm. I think was even founded before uh, mm-hmm. the government. So, you know. Yeah, that's uh, what he said. He was saying... He was telling this guy, you do know that we were the seat of government before the government was ever established. Exactly. He goes, yeah. He goes, so, yeah, we know what trust accounts are. We have four of them. You know, he was on, He was asking the guy if he wanted to put his trust with their trust. I was like, what? He said, yeah. That's why they have those ledgers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I know the the thing that she posted when I looked at the uh, website, I knew that that was the, the clerk's uh, postal union mm-hmm. because the, the clerks are APWU, which is uh, American Postal Workers Union, and I belong to National Association of Letter Carriers. Okay. Those are the people that go door-to-door and drive trucks, and then you have motor vehicle, but motor vehicle falls under the APWU. So as soon as I saw that, I knew that was the Postal Union. And uh, I was surprised that that she was looking for that document on the Postal Union site. Yeah. But it doesn't, I mean, and and I guess it kind of makes sense because in order for, especially for the clerks, because the clerks, they handle money. um, They handle, you know, uh, the stamps. They you know, they handle the, the classifications of, of the mail being sent and, and so forth and mm-hmm. so on and other other financial transactions. So, And that's so funny because when I was up at Lamar, me and Bill had a conversation and there were some things that he said. And once again, I'm not posting the video, but mm-hmm. what he told me and, and, and <laughs> yeah, uh, all these have the original birth certificates marked mm-hmm. they're void 
they're void. Any stamps yeah. or anything, they're all void. The yeah. authentications, if you're if you're stamping your authentications, they're void. If you alter it, mark it any kind of way, it's void. And people um, want to argue about that, you know. And and I'm just to the point. I'm I'm tired of arguing with folk. And you know, in fact, one guy even called up to Atlanta today, and mm-hmm. the guy I talked, the very guy I talked to yesterday, told him the yeah. same thing he told me. No, it's void. So. Mm-hmm. You know, so, people, so they don't want you to. They don't want you to authenticate them. No, 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 no. You can authenticate it, but if you mark it, like people are sending their documents to Lamar County, they're sending their mm-hmm. original authentications to Lamar yeah. County, and Lamar County is stamping them. Oh They're yeah. void. Mm-hmm. The birth certificate's void. The state yep. uh, authentication is void. The 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 John Kerry's void. Okay. Everything that, that he stamped is now void. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah. You can't mark the face of it. It tells you very clearly not to mark the face of the document. So what I do is I got a whole bunch of little birth certificates that when I'm going to lay the bond, you can't lay the one you laid in Lamar. It's already voided out into, is registered into that system. You have to give them a fresh one. Well. You know, you try to tell people stuff, and you know, people. You have all these gurus, and everybody knows something. And I was, I was sharing something yeah. with somebody the other day, and it was mm-hmm. so funny. Um, I shared with them. I said, you know, and and personally, I don't care what what process people do. Okay. Yeah. But minus is this: um, you stop doing shows. Um, Judge Deset <laughs> ended up saying, "This is the last call." <laughs> you you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. You know why I did that, right? <laughs> he, he had nowhere else to get the information from. That's so. right. And you know what? And that's why I was telling my 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 co-partners, I'm not going to do a show for like a month. You know why? Because I'm going to stop all that mess over there. You know, I was looking at some of their documents. Somebody actually gave me a link, and I'm like, what the heck is all this crap that they're telling these people to file? Exactly. And I, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do not one more show because I already know that my next step is to go in there and actually write up the case. I got to make sure I'm actually taking it. I'm telling you right off the bat, I'm going to take it to the circuit court, which is the court of prize. And that's the court of booty. That means that you're going to go in there and you're expecting something out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to do it where they're not going to 12B6 me. And if they tell me, oh, well, we can't handle it here, then I already know that I'm going to ha- Listen, I already talked to the district court here in Texas. Mm-hmm. They were shaking in their boots when I was telling them what it was going to be about and told me to go to my home state and do it. Like they were, I was thinking, you know, they are saying, don't you dare do it to where we get a judgment and we have to give it to you. I was thinking, what does it matter? You're you're a union, right? You're a union of states, so why are you worried about where I'm going to find? Let me tell you something. They kept telling me, go go to your home state. Go to your, I went to Dallas. Go to your home state. They're, they're scared, so I talked to my home state. They're already shivering in their boots, but I'm going to write up the case so tight that I don't want them to wiggle their way out of it, and they're not. But I'm just telling people, if you have a degree in something and you specialize in anything clerical, 
or you know what I'm telling you? Put your degrees in there. You know why? That shows that you're not you're you have some kind of education, whether it be vocational, whether it be your listen. I had a man put in his um, uh, what do you call that? You know when you have to um, God, what do they call it when you got to register and you're 18? Selective service. Selective service. Yeah. I had a guy who was under a foreclosure for a huge piece of land, okay? And when he put, he was in bankruptcy, and I was telling him, you know, when you go into bankruptcy, you, you know, by default, you're you're liable for the debt. Because you're going into bankruptcy to stop them, so you're admitting that you have a debt. It says it right there in the bankruptcy law. And, you know, he was like, well, I'm going to fix that. And he did. He gave them, he said, oh, really? And you don't know who I am? I was dead. I was missing. He goes, well, here, here's my selective service. And when he put it in, guess what? They threw that case out of court so fast. He said, how come I wasn't dead when I did my selective service registration? I'm dead to you now? You think I'm, uh, uh, what do you call it, ward of the court? I don't think so. That case has not been reopened since. That was about two years ago now. I got my diploma. Some of the smallest things that you can have in your possession will be your greatest asset when it's coming time to, like, when they say, oh, you can't sue the United States, right? We're not trying to sue the United States. We're trying to get our property back, and in order for you to do that, you have to file a claim with the person who stole your property, people. Someone stole your car, file a claim against that um, dealership or the financer, uh, and, and you write all these claims out and you give it a number from your trust. You do. You give them 30 days to dispute you. And when they don't dispute you, <clears throat> and if they don't answer you, you just go right back into that courtroom and say, you know what? I gave this to the debt, uh, to the creditor, and I told him to prove that their loss was greater than mine because you're the one who took the loss. Remember, they took your car or your house, and here they are reselling your property knowing that you put in like 18 years of hard labor, 20 years of hard labor, and you tell them again, you give them another one. Oh, I think, um, you know, you made a mistake here. I want to, you know, uh, bring this, you know, I want to procure this problem. I need you to prove to me that your loss was greater than mine. They don't answer you. Then you go, you, you default them. Then you take them to court and you file the claim in um, claims court. You can't go into a court and sue someone and say that they owe you something when you haven't talked to them first. Just like they go to you people when they write to you and say, oh, you know what, you owe us uh, $7,000 in arrears, you haven't paid the mortgage and this and that, and you, know, and you don't answer them. They write you again. Oh, well, you still, now you owe us $8,000, and you know what, we're going to foreclose. On. They even tell you that. You're under default. We're going to foreclose on you. We're going to begin the foreclosure process, right? They don't answer you. Now you say, okay, based on the fact that you refuse to respond to my inquiry, I, I, I'm going to file a foreclosure on you. That's what you do. You're going to do a case foreclosure, and then you write the paperwork. So you got to validate your claim. If you don't validate your claim against them with evidence, then when you go to court, they're going to 12B6 you. 
They can't twelve be six you if you got your authentication. Huh? They can't twelve be six you if you got your authentication. No, they twelve. You know what they're twelve be sixing you on is because yeah. Well, now when you have your authentication, now remember this. You got your authentication. You're going to claim that you're the living man and this is, and that you now establish your rights under a living trust or a living estate. Who do you have to tell that to? you got to tell that to the Secretary of State. And what do you tell them? I give you 30 days to rebut my claim. The claim means that you gave them a notice of something, and if you don't like it, um, rebut it. Like I could say, you know what, I got five birth certificates from you. And guess what? Thank you. I accept them. I'm going to use them for my um, indemnity, right? If you have a problem with this and you feel that I shouldn't be entitled to this, I give you 30 days to write your rebuttal. If they don't rebut you, people, you got a right to use that birth certificate. See, that is where people are making a mistake thinking you can use something without permission. No, you're not. you're not asking for permission. You're saying, this is what I did. I bought these birth certificates at 30 bucks or $10 or whatever they charged you, right? I am using these for my own purpose of whatever. I'm going to use this as an indemnity and use it in this county, right? If you have any problem, you got 30 days to rebut me, okay? If they don't rebut you, you have a right to use it. Why do you have to go to the state? Because they're state issues. You guys got are, it? Are you saying I can use that like pay debt too? If you tell the state what you're going to use it for and they don't rebut you and you got permission, you know, permission meaning that no one said anything about it, you keep your notices, you must make them sign for it too because they can deny saying, you see, here's one of their catches. If, they, if you send them something through general mail, they, can, they will deny that you sent them a letter. And does it work in court? Yes, it does. They sent me a letter in the mail saying that they were going to foreclose on me, and I went back to the courthouse and said, nope, I never got a letter from them. The judge tells the, the, the lawyer, do you have proof that you sent her the letter? He goes, uh, well, no, we sent it through general mail. He goes, well, too bad. She said she didn't get it, so guess what? Case dismissed. Use your signature. Service market, put an SM next to it. If you're going to write your name, I would change the way that you're writing your name and put your first name and put an SM. And if they say, oh, I didn't know it was you, you didn't have a last name, say, well, you know what, that's my signature. I'm not printing it, it's a signature. And you put an SM, what are you doing? You're service marking that name. Service marking, okay. Everything you want to do that you don't want the state to come after you, you must give notice to the state what you're doing. Then you take your paperwork to the district and you tell them, Here's, you, got, you got to give them a notice because you're living in a certain county and district. You tell them, I wrote to the uh, Secretary of State, requested this for use of this, right? Like say they don't write you back and they don't object. Then you can take that birth certificate Lay it with the district and say, um, I want to use this to discharge or extinguish. You could say extinguish. Use your own words, all debts, public and private. 
I am going to forward you all the bills to be discharged. Or I'm going to use this and lay these papers wherever I need a discharging of debt. Do your DBA. If you're going to do the DBA, then you say, I'm registering as a trust or an estate, whatever, a living estate or whatever. When you use other, the clerk is going to say, um, I need you to tell me how you're going to operate with this title. Oh, I'm going to use this as this. She's going to say, well, it's not affiliated with the birth certificate. I don't care. I'm going to use it anyways. It's got the same title on it, and it, but you got to tell the state. You see these birth certificates here? Birth certificate number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I'm using those as an indemnity for all debts, public and private, to be extinguished. Why? Because you you're trying not to recirculate the debt. And the only person that cannot recirculate the debt is who? The Treasury. I even think I have a paper that talks about that, about the treasury is the only one who can extinguish your debts. And if, if they choose to do so, they don't choose to do so, guess what? That's not your problem. That's their problem. But I do have the paper on that. That um, I think it was typed up. Um, it was found by, um, oh, my God, one of these guys that he's always, I don't remember his name, but his name is on it because I, I give him, well, whoever sends me something, I give them the credit for the research. I will post that tomorrow as well in Redemption Equity to show you that there's only one person in the United States who can discharge your debt, and that's on the private side. It's right there in their statute, in their federal statutes, and um, that way you can see, like, that's why I'm saying that if you're going to use the birth certificate to indemnify and extinguish things, then you have to give them notice so they don't say you're committing a fraud, and that way you're not using their Federal Reserve notes. If you're going to go to a bank and sign all of their paperwork, and their application, and they're going to give you a paper that says Bank of America with, a, with a, an amount on there. You know, all they did for you was get the money from the Treasury on your behalf because we're too incompetent to write up a paper or write up a note or tell them how you're going to operate in the system. And let me tell you, Southern will tell you, he talked to these Jewish people, the Jewish rabbi. He was saying the trust is so easy, a little kid can operate it. But you have to know how to, you got to account for what you're doing. You go out there and start writing those A for Bs and you didn't tell nobody what you were doing from the government, they will slam you. They will arrest okay. you. And number two, you cannot use a social security number and use um, the trust. You can't, you can't have it both ways, people. You're either going to operate righteously or you're going to, you can't be halfway lukewarm because they will slam you and slam you hard. Let me ask you a question. Um, mm -hmm. I had authenticated my birth certificates. I did right. three of them. Okay. Now, you're saying that those won't work for the debt because I have to authenticate again. No, they With will the work. So you got to tell well, them. You gotta, first of all, you um, write a little thank you note, registered mail. Not okay. registered. You can do registered, but you, you can do certified. And you okay. tell the vital statistics, thank you for the, um, you know, you know how the birth certificates have a little red number? Yeah. 
Okay. They have a red number because that's their tracking number. Okay. They want to know where, where, yeah, you know, I kept asking the um, vital staff, hey, why do, why do you have a tracking number on it? So we can know where they went to. I said, so you mean if I laid it somewhere, you would know, and she wouldn't answer me. I'm like, oh, I guess that means when I go to lay this paper down over here to pay for something, you know that you mailed it to me at this address. They just doesn't know who I am. They just know they mailed it to someone who gave them the correct information, and they have it. But why would they offer you a whole bunch of birth certificates if you didn't have a use for them? And they have index numbers on them. Right. Well, I think... I think, um, and I'm not sure if we answered his question correctly, um, the, were the, the documents that you have, they're, mm-hmm. they're just authenticated. They haven't been filed anywhere? I haven't, I, I'm kind of um, at a standstill because I've, I've seen a lot of different information. I'm kind of confused mm-hmm, on what mm-hmm. to do. So I, I haven't done my UCC1 or the DBA or the name change because I'm confused, so I want to wait to get the facts straight before I do anything. That's 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 a good idea because a yeah. lot of people are just sending their stuff to Lamar and they're not knowing what the hell they're doing. And they're, and they're using them as part of their um, transactions. Uh-huh. And it clearly states that if you deface the value of the birth certificate, it's no good, okay? I see. That means if you start writing anything or, you know, like when they stamp it, like when I recorded one of my birth certificates, it has a page number, whatever. Yep. That paper is no good for me to use anywhere. Yep. It's void. Mm-hmm. I had I had one recorded with the county, mm-hmm. and um, what they did was they just, I don't think they wrote anything on there, but they had to put, to get the seal on the uh, federal Mm-hmm. Authentication. They put a little shaded stuff on there. Is that is that voided? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yep. that they mark, you can't use it for your own. Um, uh, it, like you know how they tell you not to write on the dollar bill. Don't be writing stuff on the dollar bill. Right. Yeah. Because it, it voids it pretty much. Yeah. And or or um, there's only one thing that you can write on that they'll accept, and that's canceled stamps. Mm-hmm. Like, if you write on the back, it's okay, right? No, I took yeah. a stamp and I wrote on top of it. I scribbled on it mm-hmm. and um, gave it to uh, the attorney, and he took all my stamps that I wrote on half of them. And then he called me up real mad when he read my paper, <laughs> and he's saying, you know, about the dollar bill. You saying the dollar bill don't have no value? And I said, nope, not to me, it doesn't. I said that's why I sent you some stamps. Right. He did not say a word about those stamps, and I said, "And you know what? I can scribble on them, and you know, as long as you take them, it says on here in 18 U.S.C. 8, canceled stamps are um, obligation of the United States." And I said, "You took my stamp. That means you took my payment." And I said, "You signed for it, so I have proof that as a law firm fighting for the mortgage company, you took 13 of my stamps." That means my whole entire debt for that property has been discharged. Wow. <clears throat> so, so uh, you know, if, you, if I'll go uh-huh. ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was saying now, if you guys want to, um, like, starting next week, we're going to start putting out the ledger 
I got to read over this trust account. That if you if you find out anything too, Pastor Penn, let me know about these trust these trust accounts with the post office. Okay. And I'm going to look into it too. I'm I got the manual today, so I'm going to download it and look at the four trusts that they're offering. And um, I want to see if any of them are um uh you know like uh pre uh pre, uh, what do you call that, Civil War or pre-1933? Yes. Yeah, I want to see if they have any trust in that manner because I've never heard anyone talking about the post office offering us to join in with their trust and that there was a seat of the government. No one's ever said that except that I have a really good post office where I'm at right now. They know pre-Civil War, they know preamble, and they know um, antebellum very well. I have a lady that has been there for 25 years, and um, as soon as I asked them for the ledger, they knew what I was talking about. They just didn't have any, and they told me what that form number was in the download it. So I have a pretty well-versed um, post office, and I think I'm going to go by there this week because I was just there the other day and asked them about those trust accounts. Mm-hmm to see uh, what they're offering because, you know, you never know. What if the government, which is they're the seat of the government, they probably have a very good uh, protective trust, right? Yes. You'd do better with a post office than you would with, um, you know how they have these private trust companies? Exactly. Yeah, I read where they go in right through the back door and rob your whole trust account. What's uh, so, Lamar, um, if you don't let me ask him. Excuse me? What's Lamar? I don't know what that is. Lamar County? Oh, it's a county? The land court. Pardon me? They're land called court. the land court. Oh, land court, sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're like we call we call it. Well, I used to give it a nickname called the Little Red Courthouse. But being that the cat is out of the bag, you know that's the Lamar County Courthouse. That's the land court. That's the only one that I know of. Um, there's supposed to be four of them across one. You know these thirteen colonies, but that's the only one that I've ever heard about where you file things back onto the land and then you you record things like what you want to do, what your status is going to be, or whatever, if you want to do a nationality. But basically, you don't really talk about a nationality. You you know, you're an American because you're here. But you're really supposed to talk about when you're trying to get yourself free is about who you came from. You know, what okay. is your lineage? So you have to know your and lineage. Everybody. I had like... That reminds it, me about the organic land patent and the yeah. organic born patent, which mm-hmm. um, I'm working on um, according to scripture. Mm-hmm. And um, Genesis 1 and 1, uh, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Uh, Genesis 1 26, he said, let us make man in our image, not yeah. woman. Let us make man in our image. Um Twenty-seven. He created man in his image. He blessed them. Okay, woman came from out of man, but every other man came out of woman. Uh, yeah. Two and seven. 
poor man out of the into him and his nostrils and breath of life, and he became the man became a living being. Mm-hmm. Um, importantly, uh, to Helium 24 and 1, the earth belongs to Yahuwah and all who builds it, the world and they who dwell in it. But this mm-hmm. is the one that got me when you were talking about they got all the gold. The man went eight. The silver is Wait, wait a minute. Say that again. They did what? You were talking about they, they took all our gold. Yeah, they, they took all the gold and right. without nobody noticing, slowly. Right. They began removing all the silver from our coins, and it's called, um, our coins are now called floating fiat currency. Right. Well, here's, here's, oh. here's what it says about that. Haggai 2 and 8, oh. the silver oh. is mine, the gold is mine, declares Yahuwah a host. So basically, that's the outline for the uh, organic patent. If anybody got a higher, higher claim than that, then they need mm-hmm. to bring it forward. You know, my whole deal with um, the United, well, not the, well, yeah, United States, because they're all in agreement with what they're doing, is that, first of all, people came here from all over the world, right, and they're settling here as settlers. Then all of a sudden, they come in and they do the land patents and they start dividing up the land, right? Hold on. It wasn't theirs to begin with. It belongs to nobody. The Indians come in here thinking that these people were good, and they're, like, laughing because I was looking at some of the oldest Indian statements that are recorded, and they're saying that they've never heard of anything like this before where they're saying that people want to buy the lands, right? That wasn't even a part of their vocabulary. And they're laughing, but little did the poor Indians know that the poor Indians. Was, huh? The poor Indians y'all stole all our gold, all our land. Y'all ain't showed us what an Indian looked like yet. But we're saying the poor Indians. We were here. I'm telling you, the poor Indians. I can trace my lineage back to 1175. I can trace my lineage back to before BC, right here in the northwest of Mexico regions of no, America. No, listen to this. The Indian people. I can trace my back to in the beginning, brother. The Indian people didn't believe in putting a title on a piece of land and sectioning it off and quartering the land. Let me tell you something. The way the government is operating right now, somebody's claiming to own the land. That's why you're paying taxes on the land. That's what I'm saying. The poor Indians, because they didn't have that kind of contract with people coming to the land, we were a people that lived on the land freely. They didn't have contracts saying, oh, if you're going to live here, you're going to pay me $10 for being on the no. land. No, we didn't have contracts back then. And I ain't paid taxes on my house since I had it in 1999. So y'all can check my record on that. Number mm-hmm. two, you can't trace your, your timeline back to the beginning, brother, if man made another man. Check and checkmate. It said let us. Us uh-huh. means that it was men, that it was women and men and Adam was not a being. Eve was not a being. There were two different tribes. Now go get uh-huh. the Gilgamesh epic and the Tadnook and double check that because all that's why the, that's why everybody in this country is dealing with it the way they're dealing with it. And because not only that, that's why everybody's body. fighting with each other. And and what I'm trying to say is, okay, we won't say poor Indians. We're going to say the poor people that were here before 
they no, didn't even on. understand the language no, of no, land division. No, we were the ones who was telling everybody that the Europeans speak with a forked tongue. My mother and my fathers are the indigenous people of this land mass. You're not going to sit here and tell me that they killed off the Indians and ain't no grave sites. They brought all the niggas over here and ain't no boats, but we're still talking about poor Indians. Now, let me add on to this real quick, real quick. Slaves mm-hmm. can't own property. If nationality has got nothing to do with it, and the nation that's written about in the Bible has got everything to do with it, then why is everybody biblically enslaved? That's because where the lie comes in. Obedient people. They, they, they turn it back on the most high. You that's haven't why. committed any crimes yeah. in your life. I can prove that you have not committed any crimes in your life. So we can't talk about obedient people. We're all obedient people. Those who are yes, on the not keeping the Torah, uh, the Torah of Yah, then you, you're, 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 you are disobedient, and that's why you're in the spot that you're in. Prove it in a court of law. Prove I got to prove it in a court of law. I got to prove it in the court of law because you're t- you're making a claim. You're making a claim, and you got to prove that in the court of law. And the law is righteousness and truth. So you're yes, telling somebody because they don't have it their is. fringes on that they don't I'm have that. their fringes on that they're not following the tenements of the law. There's 42 laws of my art that came that the Ten Commandments came out of. You don't know nothing about Egypt. You're talking about some Hebrew Israelite nonsense. I've been to yes, that. And you're I, talking I, about Misraim. Come on, brother. Man, listen. Look, Ryan, you can yeah. save all that rap, Doc. For real, for yes, real. Okay. I'm, I'm not down with that. Okay. Now, I know but, who I serve. And my I know, proof. I know who you I, serve too. I know who you serve too, and I can and I can make you a slave because I know who you serve, but you don't know who I serve. And you haven't said who you served, but you're claiming that everybody's against who you serve. I never said everybody's against who I serve. I'm you saying just said when I go into the courtroom that you can make them walk out of the courtroom. I know people that can do that too, but here's my thing. If your ancestors were here, right, like you said they were, why right now are we operating on divided territory, divided by military districts of Rome? Because the doctor of discovery, and I just told you, the doctor of discovery came over here with the Biblios Hilotext. Y'all call it a Bible, the Septuaginta. Okay? The Torah or the Tanakh, which is mistranslated, mis- mistransliterated to all I'm not of us. Mistransl- Wait a minute. I'm not mistransliterating because I'm not coming out of that. Listen, my family comes out of Puerto Rico and Mexico. But you said you were Spanish. Well, I said I'm Hispanic. Hispanic. Okay, so you're not Latino. That's a, that's and when they came in to Mexico, too, they came in with their cross. And I will was, tell you that they do people? have it documented. Okay, and I understand. And slaughtered that. the people. Okay. So what was Puerto Rico before they invaded it? What was the name it of was, it? It was called P O R T O. No, it wasn't. Rico. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Tahino land. You don't even know your own history. Listen, Taino, I you know not... all about the Taino Indians okay. because my grandmother was a Taino Borinquen Indian. And she okay. wasn't. So now, and so, wait a minute. So, and she but, didn't have a birth certificate when they conquered you know, Puerto Rico one year after she was born. They signed the Treaty of Paris. And that was when Spain sold Puerto Rico to the United States one year after her birth. 
Okay, so you know that they almost eradicated all of the Puerto Ricans on that yes. island, right? They okay. only left 400 now. people left. Okay, so now let me add on to that. You said your grandmother or your mother didn't have a birth certificate, right? My grandmother on my dad's side didn't have a birth certificate when they came there. I think they, um, I only know she was there because in 19, I think I pulled up the 1940 census. This is and why you should not say poor Indians. Because what? you already, that's why you should not say poor Indians. Because you're, uh, you're the Indian you're talking about. I know. So, but let me put, tell you something. If I said, wait a minute, I'm going to tell you poor Indian. Do you think that just because I was an Indian that I didn't pay taxes? I, I paid a lot of taxes. Well, that's because you don't have your nationality in order. That's why you No, I do have it in order. You know what? My family in Puerto Rico, they don't pay taxes, but guess what? When they came here, the United States said, oh, you got to pay taxes. That's why I have a court claim in court because they told me they were in breach of trust. The United States has not been in operation since 1973, so who who in the United States told you that? The corporation. Exactly. A company. Wawa told you you had to pay taxes, so you're paying Wawa taxes. Yeah, but listen to this. <laughs> if you, wait a minute. Here's the thing. But my dad was an uneducated man. Okay. Not my dad didn't go to school. He didn't know anything about politics. He didn't know anything about um, what the government was doing. My dad didn't even know how to read when I when my dad was young. So he was doing something unknowingly, believing them and trusting this corporate right. government. You know what I'm as saying? A lot, as a lot of us have done. And it's based oh, yeah. on... No, let me tell you something. I'm not, I'm, we're not excluded. Listen, I went to school. I went to college, and I still did the same literally. crap that everybody else did. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and see, we, we should be bringing charges up on them for that instead of having these knuckleheads running around talking about they want free education. In other words, we want to be freely miseducated. Mm-hmm. If but you I'm got telling degrees, you what I'm this you know what this whole redemption equity is about? That people believe that you know how the United States says that you can't sue them, that they're immune from prosecution? They're not immune from prosecution at all. Who's not, who's not immune from prosecution? The United States. You mean the corporations? Yeah. They're not immune from prosecution. They claim that they are. But what I'm telling the people is that once you establish yourself, um, they're not immune from prosecution at all. You have to file claims against anyone, anyone. I don't even care if it's IRS for wrongful violation of the treaties that they signed when they came here and became the corporation. But the people have to have a claim against the actual agency. And then when they don't respond to you because they already know you got them by the neck, then you go into the courts and it's an, listen, they won't even show up for court. Whatever you ask for shall be granted because they, when you tell them why they violated you and you know why and where you came from and who your um, ascendants and descendants were, it tells you right there in the probate court that you are entitled to everything back. Right. So I'm not disputing anything that you guys have to say. 
What I'm saying here is that, yeah, we do have land divisions, and we have all these counties and districts. That was all created by who? The corporation. And the corporation thinks that they're going to write themselves a little rule of law saying that they're immune from prosecution, of redemption, equity. Be the people that are in this little group right here. We're going to tell you that that's not true, and we will get in there and get back what belongs to us. All right. You know, this has nothing to do with black, white, anything. This all has to do with, when I say poor Indians, you know why they were called poor Indians? Because of people like maybe my father, your father. My, I have a good friend. He's 67. He is the son of a slave, okay? You know what they're trying to do to him right now? Steal his house. First of all, he had an insurance policy for his wife at $300,000. When she died, you know what you know what they told him in court? Um, excuse me, sir, but um, did you know that the insurance company went bankrupt? He said, uh-uh, you're still charging me right now in the mortgage payments for the insurance policy, okay? There's a man, he's a retired Marine, very good friend of mine. I've known him for seven years. So they tried to, first they tried to steal his house and when she died. Because, you know, he was devastated. You know, he just lost an income. He lost his wife. And then he finds out that here they are laughing at him. Oh, yeah, well, they went bankrupt. And look, here they proper. He said, I don't care. How come the mortgage company is still charging me for the insurance? So you know what? He lost. But he didn't lose. I said, we're not going to give up. So he won the house free and clear. So they waited for three years, and they snuck back up on him. Now he's like almost 70. And he tells me, you know what? I'm talking about we fought them tooth and nail. They tried to steal the house now three years later. And I said, nope, you guys, we're going to do this, this, and this. Okay, you know what? He he was telling me. He goes, I'm a son of a slave. Maybe that's why they're trying to steal my house. I said, heck no. We're still fighting them. He's in bankruptcy. So I told him to go get his military paper. I want him to go and, and insert his, um, see, I had already helped him actually to get it thrown out of bankruptcy, but he messed up and allowed the judge jurisdiction again because I wasn't there with him. We're doing it by phone. The judge is saying, what are you doing? Um, I'm talking to my advocate. Oh, well, you know, you need, to, this is, I heard it. He had the phone on. You go sit back there and shut your mouth and be quiet until it's your turn. I said, don't let him talk to you like that. He goes, hold on, I want to be civil with him. So he goes up there and he's telling, did you get my papers? He goes, no. Listen, the corporation is dirty. Yeah. They're nasty. And you know what? They will do every dirty trick in the book to make you out to lose. Let me me add on to this. Mm -hmm. Um, First off, if this man said that he is a son of a slave. Yeah. That tells me that he's African-American, so to speak, for better lack of terms. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Which makes him an Indian. This is why I said earlier nationality status is the highest order of civil law. Yeah. If our statuses are not in order, I don't care what we call in ourselves. Yeah. They're going to take what we want. If you're not challenging their jurisdiction to even mm-hmm. hear the case, because they're not Article Three. You're going to lose. Exactly. If you don't run them out of the courtroom and you acting scared, you're going to lose. This is why I said, this is why I said before, listen, slaves mm-hmm. can't own property. 
how do how do how do the so-called ex-slaves or the descendants of ex-slaves get the two-fifths back from the three-fifths of a man that we were that we were so-called labeled? See, see, well, this you is- know, my question is this: Who, you know, I I've written this on my wall many times. Who died and left them boss and said that you're a slave? Or you know what? Who, you know what? I told my friend. Let's see. You've been a marine for how many years? You fought this war, this war, and this war, and you came out, you paid, you and your wife paid for so many, his house was only three years from being paid off and when she died. Here, I'm talking about, you don't even know how many cases I've helped African-American, Indians, fighting for the property, and here comes the bank, La- I'm talking about laughing. They think they're funny. I'm sure. Because we're teaching them something that they won't open the books up and find out for themselves because it's the same remedy that they need. But you know what? We have to be considerate. I'm going to tell you why. Because a lot of people that were slaves and stuff, they didn't even know how to read. Who said they that? They didn't even know Who what was going on. If you had that. something in the newspaper saying, I'm, you know what, we're under a great depression, and Stop you didn't know it. how to read. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Slaves were breastfeeding the goddamn slave masters' children. We don't know how to read. Slaves were teaching these goddamn slave masters and their children the goddamn bibliotheca called the Bible. When are we going to stop these lies? We're telling these stories like we were there. We were not there. I know people right now that, wait a minute, I know people right now that they don't know how to read at all. Well, we don't know how to read. And we've been to college and universities. No, but so listen I, to this. If you don't know how to read, aren't you going to take a man for his word when he tells you to trust him? No. Or you I'm know, did you me. know that a long time ago, did you know that the church never even allowed someone to have a Bible? They read it to you in Latin and people didn't even know Latin and they were just right. translating whatever they wanted. How about when they did allow you to have a Bible, it was changed to the church. You weren't allowed to take a Bible out of that church. This is why the Black's Law Dictionary is the Bible that the churches used to have. But we don't know that because we're not speaking Latin. They wasn't using that copyrighted King James Version. Yeah, and when it wasn't copyrighted, they weren't letting you take it out of their church either. It was chained to the church. Now that people do have a right to have it, as you can see, they're altered. In so many different ways, there's so many different kinds of Bibles, um, words omitted, words added, um, uh, all kinds of garbage yeah. going on. So yeah, what do we have to do? Slaves can't own property. Slaves huh? can't own property. We're talking about land patents and birth certificate authentication. If you don't do your nationality, none of that stuff matters. None of that stuff matters at all. I don't care where you're from. You've got to claim the nation state that you come from. There yeah. is no slave. There is no slave land. There is no white land. There is no black land. There is no China land. Chinese don't call China China. Yeah. But we still. But we, we and we the ones that can read. So so I in, I incur people to look at nationality as reclaiming yeah. what nobody else is claiming. Throw that Bible in the trash and find out who your mama is. Because your yeah. daddy's boss can't hold nine pounds of human beings. It's just not going to happen. And until I, you on that, I've always, listen, I've always said it. 
Know who your mother and father is. If one of the Ten Commandments was honor your mother and your father. Honor your mother and your father in that order. It don't say honor thy father and then thy mother, depending on Mm -hmm. how she fits in the game. See, the Mm -hmm. Bible denigrates women. The fall of man oh, yeah. was because all because the way of, from beginning to the end. Okay, the fall of man <laughs> was because of the power of the woman. Yeah, ain't no man. I don't care how many men we get together, stroking the Bible down. Ain't no man gonna make no another baby, especially a female. Now y'all Hebrews out there talking all this nonsense, y'all prove me wrong. Y'all make a daggone female out of all of y'all dingalings. And then we can really talk about how we, y'all, we made man in our image and likeness. Other than that, it's garbage. Throw that in the trash and pick up your nationality, and then maybe you can save your house and your property and your children. Because they're not going to be going for this Bible stuff either. Oh, 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 and I will tell you that the courthouse don't accept it at all. You have to tell them who created you. You got to go in there like you God. Point blank, period. Now, in that term... Um, ain't no Jews going to go in a church talking about their God. Hence, I want people to think about this. How many Hindus do y'all see in church? How many Chinamen do y'all see in church? Y'all don't see them people in the church. Y'all don't see no Muslims in church. All y'all see is people trying to be fake-ass U.S. Americans trying to be American. They came over here. They stole everybody's name. They claimed everybody's name and gave everybody their name. Look yeah, at what they I was going to tell you, they gave you... Um... Like English names, that's why we were talking about the style today. The style is what they created so that they can um, uh, claim ownership. The last name is actually copyrighted. Um, uh, and basically, I don't know how long you've, ever, you've been listening in Redemption and Equity, but when we were doing the legal deception and they tried to steal my grandchildren, we had to go in, and we got the baby back in seven days by telling them. And I've told this over and over, and all of the um, the people that have lost their children through DCF, I tell them, you know why they're taking your kids? Because you're saying exactly what they want to hear. But in my kid's paper, I said, I wrote, I so-and-so and I so-and-so are the creators of so-and-so, right? When we did that, I told them the judge smiled from ear to ear. And in seven days, the little ones were released. You know what? When I told them that, the people don't want to hear it at all. They don't want to hear that by you saying that you're their creator, that between the both of you, you procreated and conceived, and when you tell that to the um, people, they don't want to hear it. They're talking about parental rights, children's rights, um, custodial rights. I'm like, people, you're using their language. Tell them that you, you know, my daughter, she filed the paper. That's my property because I created it, and what did we write on there? We wrote them a challenge. Anyone who has a higher... um, uh, we, we told them that this was a paramount claim, and we gave them 24 hours to come forth if anyone had a higher claim than we did, and that baby was released in seven days because the judge scheduled it for seven days. All he did was tell them to hand those children back over, and my daughter left the courtroom. 
Miss Alice. No dishes. nonsense about who did the dishes or if someone's house was dirty or if you had a one-bedroom apartment or if you, um, you, you know, that they felt you didn't have adequate financing. Now, they will keep coming back trying to bother you, but you still stick with your claim, okay? Absolutely. The people are talking about the wrong stuff in the courtroom. They're talking about the, you know, you're focusing on the wrong subject matter when you go in there. You got to tell them why. They, it, you know what I tell the DCF? I, I was just fighting with them last week. She's talking about you don't have a right to pay for the daycare. That means you're that the parents of the child they don't have adequate financial resources. I said, no, you know why? Because it ain't none of your damn business. And if I want to pay for the daycare, I'll pay for it. I said, you know what? I created her and she created, the, you know, the babies. And it ain't none of your business how things are getting paid for. It ain't none of your business where they live. It ain't none of your business if we said the other grandma's going to take care of them. I said, now you tell me where well, you have a law that says it is your business. I'm serious, people. And guess what? I called the attorney general on them and told them, you better go control your agents or we're going to have a war. And guess what? In 24 hours, I got a call from the head of DCF in Tallahassee apologizing. Then about five minutes later, I got a phone call from the head of DCF for that county, and then they told me she will never contact you guys again. I'm not playing with these people. You guys have to know that you don't use, um, like, basically, oh, I'm um, uh, I'm an Indiana, I'm from this or that. No, when immigration asked me where I came from, I said I came from between my mother's legs. Yes, now, yes, I said, now, if you want to know where she was standing, I think you guys call it Indiana. She was so mad that I told her my dad claimed me before I was five, before you guys claimed that I was a piece of salvage. She hung up on me. That's when I called them back. And you know what they asked me? Do you want to be a U.S. citizen? I said, no, I don't. You have to know why you're not a U.S. citizen, people. You're not a U.S. citizen because you weren't. The, first of all, you know, for you to say you're a U.S. citizen, you're saying that your mom gave birth to you on every state, first of all. She didn't spread her leg across all 50 no. states. No, you're just saying that you are an employee, that you want to be employed by the U.S. of the United States. No, she told me, um, do I want to become a U.S. citizen? I said, nope. I asked her if she wanted to see my papers. She said, nope. I said, oh, we're equal then. No for this and no on my part. That's good. If I could go from state to state and help each one of you guys, I would. Okay? but I'm ill, so I can't travel from state to state. I may not be good at teaching. I may not be the best at teaching, but people, I know half of the stuff I say it sounds crazy, but you go say that to a judge, and he sure does understand, and he'll respect you for it.
Don't give them your energy. I have some questions for you, if you don't mind. I hate to change the subject. Um, Where is a good place to find the information, like on the uh, name change? I know you posted that a while ago, and I've had to travel around. We're getting getting ready to do a new webinar on November the 2nd. Okay. I did a little post on the name change on... um, you know what? I'll have to go into legal deception. I think I wrote the 12 points of doing a name change. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you guys something. Huh? If you can, like, uh, send me a link to my... Or I don't know. Yeah, it's not a link. I'm going to have to copy it. I, I just one day was up really late one night, and I said, let me tell these people how to do a name change. Well, let me tell you this. The same thing, like, when you're doing the name change, Okay. Right. It's going to be the same thing that you're going to do when you open up your own bank, okay? Okay. Okay. What I mean by that is the same process has to happen. You have to give notice. You have to give notice. Okay. Okay. You still there? You still there? Uh-oh. Hey, Mary got dropped. Hey. Uh-oh. Something wrong. Something wrong. Uh-oh. Let name change. I'm trying to understand why we call it a change and not a correction. <laughs> Anybody want to add in on that? Anybody? Go on one. So wouldn't that be a correction and not a change? Yes. Correcting the record. Correcting the record. If 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 I have I have a pie. A pie. Mm-hmm. And it's in my hand. It's in my hand. It's mine. It's mine. But if I give it to you, it is changed hands. But it's still a pie. Now in your possession. Now in your possession. But it's still a pie. See, I know it is. See, I know it is. Right? This is why I said correction. What's what's your name on Facebook? What's your name on Facebook? Say cool. Spell that for me. Spell that for me. S-E-K-O-U. The coup d'etat, the takeover, that's what I do. (laughs) That's why I say a name correction and not a name change, because we're correcting our political edifice and not because changing is like you're asking them to me. It's like you're asking them permission and not making a lawful demand. If I say my name is Bob tomorrow, then guess what? You better respect me and call me Bob tomorrow. We're going to have problems. No, that's the problem. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. If you, if, if, if you make a pie, it's your pie, and if you give it to me, it changes hand, but it's still a pie. That's what they did with, with our names. They said, well, what's the baby's name? John Blow. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I heard what you said about the name change, right? It's not really a name change. It is a change of assignment. Oh, 
but they, the, document, the, document the document that you're using is called, under their court paperwork, it's called the name change, but you're not really changing the name. You're changing the style of your name. It's the same name, okay, but you're changing the style. If you're changing the style, then it can't be the same name. We were um, talking about the pie. Rule of law, even in covenants, your name cannot be the same as the name on the paper. Right. That's why you. That's why you correct it. Yeah. Well, that's what you're doing. You're actually correcting it, but they just call it name change. Right. They call it name change. We should. Y'all should be calling it name correction. But if we do that, then the people won't find the form. Like, um, well, yeah, the like, form is the naturalization form, so it should be being done under your under your own hand. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. What's, your, what's it like an application? Yeah, it's a paperwork, yeah, and it tells you that you're going to uh, change okay, the name and why it's going to be changed, and you're going to say it for the correction of and tell them what you're correcting. But it, they call like the government called it name change, right? But when you go to court, it's not a name change. So that has to be done in your home state where, where you were born, right? So what they're doing is when you go to court, um, they're reassigning you uh, control over the uh, document. Let's see. So why don't y'all just do it, write a letter like you said and do a name correction? Um, do the same thing. Right, but see, here's what they've done. They're trying to hide the live birth certificate. And in some cases, like in mine, they sealed the records, right? So I can't get a live birth certificate. Now, you can get, oh, let me tell you something. You don't really have to, like, here's another thing I'm going to tell you. You don't really have to do a name change. You can go in and see if you can amend it. It's cheaper. If vital statistics will do it, it's cheaper. Are you telling me that y'all got to pay to do this stuff? Yeah, they will not do it without payment. This is why I say y'all need to go to the typewriter and do a name correction, type it up, and send it out to the to the places that y'all going to send that name change application to. You you want me to do what? Like make up my own paper? My own paper? Yeah, that's inducement of fraud. If you got to pay for something, they're giving you an application, which means they've drawn you back into their ends-legged game, and two, they're demanding Federal Reserve notes because we know it ain't no money. No, well, the courthouse no, uh, don't courthouse take Federal Reserve. Federal it has to be a uh, postal be, uh, money order. And how you get the postal money order? Federal Reserves. Right. And, right. and so I, I figured this out, too. They, um, they don't cash they it because it's a court of equity. And I heard they give it back to you. Okay. So What state is that in? Because I don't do it like that. I don't do it like that. Well, what the order does is, um, I'm just telling you based on those that have been done, right? What state? Uh, uh, well, we got one from Louisiana. 
Massachusetts. I got Mississippi. And Daniel, when are you going to do yours? Daniel? Daniel? David? Nah, Daniel. Nah, Daniel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who is this? Who's, Who's speaking? This? Who's speaking? I'm David. Who, me? I'm David. No, that's David. You're David who? You're David who? Steel. Steel. Have you done your name change? Have you done your name change? No, I haven't. I know it's only authentication. No, I haven't. It's authentication. All right, well, when you All get right, that done, get that um, <laughs> make sure that on the day it's granted that you have your deed of acknowledgement and acceptance. Deed of acknowledgement and acceptance? What was that? What was that? I haven't heard of that document before, so. Do I just type it up? Do I just type it up? Uh, it's in there. I can, um, you download it, download it, and, uh, and, uh you print it, print it, all your papers all your for your defenses. Papers. You got to show us what you have. And, uh, and, uh, you got to get some backers over there. Things echoing really bad. What was that? What was that? My phone is echoing phone is really echoing bad as you talk. Really bad as you talk. So it's hard to hear exactly what you're saying. Um, when I was saying when that, was saying that when, when we had these guys coming. Uh, then we had these other uh, guys come in and, and try to abduct them. And they are they are like the people like the that people belong there. That belong okay. I feel like they don't need to be battered. They should have been taken care of. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, kind of, uh, like I need all the help I can get, but once I learn it, I got it. You save your paper. Save your paper. You wanna wanna add something to it? You know, your papers. Your papers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once you do your yeah, papers, once you do up, your papers up, like type up your like, papers, type right? Type up your papers, right? Okay. okay. And then, if you want to send them to me, I can look them over look and make some corrections. Corrections. Okay. Okay. Well, then I'll get on it. Well, Thank I'll you. Get on it. Thank you. All right, guys. All right, guys. Let's make some moves. Uh, we're back to ground uh, zero, zero again. I can see you all wear a clown. I can see you all wear a clown. 
Better go buy your crown. Better go buy your crown. Sounds good. Sounds good. Where you get them at? People will be laughing will at be you. Laughing now, what's that hat? Got a crown. Got a crown. I already bought mine. I already bought mine. Yeah, we forgot to give you your award. For uh, best uh, best actress and uh, imitation of uh, Southern snoring the other day. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, lucky you guys hey, weren't you over, guys there weren't over there with him. He was sleeping. He would be sleepwalking and putting you guys in a bag and bringing it home to me. <laughs> but I did enjoy my conversation with you all. And I uh, welcome any new insights. Um, Regarding our ancient ancestors, um, and we're trying to save a few of them here that are uh, have no papers and stuff. So, well, anybody have a question? I had just one comment. Just one comment. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, the gentleman um, that was talking about the, the name change, I did mine a couple weeks ago, and yeah. if he needs any, if help, he needs um, any help, I can help, too. I can help, too. Thank you. Thank you. Who, uh, who said so, uh, you could help? I'm sorry? I'm sorry? Uh, you were given instructions uh, by who? By who? Well, I'm under Denise well, Good and, uh, and uh, uh, Redemption and Equity. Redemption and Equity. Okay, but, okay, but you you got a piece of skin or some kind of paper with it saying, like, um, you're not going to allow them to do certain things and certain things they can? I was just talking about the name change. I'm having a hard time with Equity. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. just look over and listen. When you go in there, you, you know, you ask them for the contract. And you tell them what you want. I can do that. I can do that. And if they say, oh, what are you going to pay with? Say, uh, you know, your insurance card. But really out of your bond. Out of bond. I've learned a lot from this call. Oh, yeah, you're going to learn oh, yeah, a lot more. We just, lot I try to keep it as, like, keep narrow as like possible, narrow but as possible. we will end up, you know, talking about the races and the nationalities and basically because... They are controlling you using their style and system uh, of government, and you know it's all data entry. Well, I had an ancestral DNA done, and I was shocked. Did it work? Did it work? 
Well, I thought I was Italian and Portuguese, which I am. But I also have some natives. And all these other countries I never even heard of. Uh, they do the uh, top 50, the and then they do a map of, map of where everybody where migrated everybody in, my migrated in my family. And it's interesting, and I moved from Boston to New Mexico, and I had relatives that lived in Santa Fe, which yeah. was uh, yeah. interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, I think it was like Macedonia or something like that. I was just really surprised. It was like the number one place. And mm-hmm. All this time, not thinking about my mother, and I was just looking her up, and she's from English descent. So uh, it's yeah. in there somewhere, you know, in the 50s. There's just so much information they gave me. I, I spent some money on it, but at least I know where my family came from. Yeah. You know, really, really cool stuff. Well, I found a redemption archive <laughs> um, in the um, United Kingdom. United Kingdom. And, yeah, I'm reading over their policies. I was uh, reading over them before we did the show. Uh, I want to see what is it that they accept as part of um, the redemption cost. Excellent. I I love how you really go in depth. Yeah, we have to call yeah, them. You know, I want to know. It says that you do, it says you do redemption of bonds and certificates and titles. So I want to know. You know, I need you to uh, take a document that I'm going to give you and um, deal it unto me. Give me authority over it, and uh, we'll be done. Excellent. Yeah, and I'm I'm taking the uh, the second part of the course Saturday night with with Trayel and. She's amazing. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She knows the stuff. She knows the stuff. We were born in pretty much the same place, place, so. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just surprised you all haven't taken a big lump sum from that bank drug yet. Hey, you'd hey, be robbing their debt machine. Well, I actually well, use Mary, you, you know Mary Cross. You know yeah. Yeah. Well, I got rid of well, 24000 and credit card debt using, using that process. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I, I'm I, still... But they're sneaky, sneaky, they're still adding stuff onto my credit report on removed accounts. I don't know how that's possible, but I'm going to be reporting them anyway. Yeah, but did you tell them that you wanted them to validate the debt? Oh, I sent it all kinds of stuff to them. They don't care. They don't care. I sent them the little, uh, you know, the, the statutes and all of that. Yeah, they, they ignore me. They ignore me. Well, what you do now is you, um, what you do is you do your name change. Yes, or your name correction, right? Yep, it's all done. Did you serve them? Did I what? Did you give them a notice? Not yet. I was waiting Not for the yet. class the other night. I haven't done that yet. 
Yeah, you got to give them a 30-day notice. Yep, that's what I'm going to do once she goes over everything, just to make sure I'm doing it right before I do it. Yeah, with the copy, give them a copy of your, um, you know, your authenticated birth certificate, right? Yep. And then you give them notice that, you know, that is your property now. And, you know, you tell them what you want. You want them to discharge something or you're using this to settle the matter or containing a problem or whatever that's being used against you. And they have to reply to you. Okay, so... Here's the good part. You start laying them birth certificates down, right? Yep. And they have to give you a response. Oh, I like that. They can't say, they have to say, like, no, we can't accept it, or it'll say something like, if there's something missing from it, they're going to say it's defective. Um, defective can also mean that it's blemished because, you know, you might have marked it on the on the top with ink or, or a fingerprint smudge or whatever, you know, is on there. You don't mark it because it's just like um, uh, when you do a contract, and you start putting writing lines through it, it invalidates the contract. Right. No, mine's perfect. So, I, I keep it in the file cabinet. So. Right. So you use that, and you do your notice, and uh, they don't respond. The agency who you're going to go against, whether it be your house or whatever, you, mm-hmm. you put the birth certificate in as payment. Say, I send you this payment in good faith and the amount of and you attach the bond to it, and you say, uh, you have 30 days to reply at my offer. You're making them an offer. Oh, just like when you buy a house. Right. You're gonna, you make them an offer, yeah. and if they accept your offer, then I guess you can do a quiet title. Yeah, and, you know, I already have all the original land patents going back to Lincoln, President Lincoln, on the mm-hmm, so I have all of that all authenticated with the red ribbons and the whole thing. So um, it's a process I started, but I wasn't quite prepared to go after the the credit union. I have a credit union where my mortgage mm-hmm, was. Mm-hmm. So I, and I didn't have the knowledge, so I held, but I have all the stuff ready to go. Right. <laughs> well, not, you know, it's like I was saying to people, listen, they, they, um, you know, they, they're not just taking, you know, you're not only at a loss for, let's say, like in my case, I paid the house for eighteen thousand, right? And you know, when I'm paying, it was all interest, okay? Right. Because the right. principal doesn't get paid off until the end. Mm-hmm. So the way they write up their contract, people, it's backwards. They have you paying for twenty, twenty-five years on just the um, principal. And then towards the end, when you're getting old and they know you're not going to be able to dispute them, they come in, that's when they're going now to the principal. But when you look at the entire bill, you now the depth is like 300000 depending on what your house is valued at. You're right. thinking, wow, you know what? I, you get mad. Oh, I paid 300000 and the house is only worth 150 You actually created 300000 in debt. Because you allowed them to attach the other hundred thousand that they enjoyed. Now they're enjoying it. They keep doing that fractional banking mm-hmm. and making more and more money because they're passing the buck. That's how they're operating as a trust. 
Right. So, um, you know, I just say render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and I'll go in and make my own bank, do the same thing that you do. Um, you, you can look at a Business 101, how to start a small business, and it'll say you do this, 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 and this. Well, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to you notice. I'm going to file it with so-and-so. Then I'm going to bring it back to you all taken care of through the district. And and then you begin um, and you give Secretary of State notice. I'm going to be operating like this, and my signature shall be ex- uh, used for extinguishing of the debt, both public and private. Can they tell you no? No. <laughs> they can't tell you no because they're not giving you real money. They're just giving you a piece of their paper. Exactly. Exactly. So well, I had what if, I had a house in Boston that I sold before I left because my husband passed away. I couldn't swing mm-hmm. it on my own. That's why I came out to New Mexico. You can, you know. Texas, it's more livable. Even it's more affordable. So yeah, I paid $160 for it in '97, and when I sold it in 2011, I still owed 160. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? It never went down. Fifteen hundred dollars a month I was paying them. Yeah, and think about it. And they talk about oh, the house is depreciating, right? How's it depreciating? And then when they take the house from you, they sell it for like double what it what cost before. Yeah, I was when like, they get oh their hands God. on it. Oh, and that, we work to the bone. That's why they call it a mortgage. It's a death contract yeah. for those because they want to work it to death. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh my God, all those years of work and twelve-hour days and fourteen yeah. hours. You know, and it was still the same. And yeah, then, and, and here it is. Like, people will say, um, who owns the land? Well, let me ask you a question. It's like this. You're sitting here. You paint the house. You keep it looking nice. You put a fence up later. You bought a simple property. You got a fence up now. Um, you made a little bit of money. You save it. You put brand new ceiling fans. You put chrome sink. You know, like, you want the place to be beautiful. That was your home, right? Right. The banks aren't stupid. They wait till you use all your younger year energies, right? And you put it all into the house. And then they come in and say, um, we found a, this is how they do it, though. They change banks, right? And I don't know about everybody's case, but I know about five cases where the bank came in and gave them a notice, a 30-day notice, that they're now going to be handling the servicing, right? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, now you're going to mail the payments here, and um, they, what they do is they wait 30 days. Then they come in and say, um, like they, I'm talking about five cases. They write them a paper saying that they never received their payments and that they owe two or $3,000. Or that they modified it and you got to pay like an extra 2% interest or something. And, you know, here comes these people. Wait a minute. I can't afford 2% interest. You know, and the taxes will go up at two because that's uh, yep. uh, what you call an indirect tax, okay? You're paying for the property. They're mm-hmm. making you pay for a tax on a property that you are taking care of as um, 
uh, we call a caretaker of the, of the land. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm saying, wait a minute. Not only are you making us pay interest and uh, uh, principal and interest principal for the, for the interest house, you're paying uh, taxation every year for the land. Which you're paying taxation when you're paying the mortgage every month. Right. And I'm like, why am I paying you? Yeah, that's true. Because slaves can't own property. In order for you to have your estate safe, you got to claim your your nationality and your Mm -hmm. birthright. Slaves cannot own property. I don't care how many birth certificates we get authenticated. We've seen people losing their property with that. They don't have their nationality in order and their name corrected. That's why I don't say change, because corrected means that you're putting the same usurpers in the the Department of Corrections, Mm -hmm. which means that now we're disciplining them. What would you do? What are you doing when you're saying um, when you do the name correction, right? You said you got you got to give yourself a nationality. What, where are you getting that at? You go to probate. You de- you declare it. You declare your nationality. It's no probate. Right. right. Probate okay. is a corporate construct. Okay. You declare your nationality. You you put it on public notice, and you put everybody on okay. notice. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying because I didn't see nothing on on the birth certificates for a nationality. Well, that's because the birth certificates were stole your nationality. That's the story about George Washington chopping down a cherry tree. He didn't chop down a cherry tree. He stole the Moors' nationalities from the Americas, North, okay. Central, and South. Mhm. Mhm. Now, the Moors aren't are they Indian? Um, you are more. Um, everybody's a more. Are the more is Indian now? The in, Indian is another word that they used to trick us all. Christopher mm-hmm. Columbus mm-hmm. said that he thought he was in India. That's why Tainos and North and Central and South Americans are called Indians. Then they then this story became that they killed off all the Indians and transported all the Negroes over here. Okay. Yet we see no grave sites, no mass grave sites of Indians. We see no mass boats from Africa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we still fall for the story. So we got to correct the story in our minds first. We got to mm-hmm. correct it, not change it. That means that we're doing a disciplinary, uh, 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 how you say, uh, forensic research mm-hmm. on who we all are. Because I don't yeah. believe in giving no God, nobody, no, none of my blood to do no DNA so I can find right. out who my mama is. It just doesn't make sense to me. And they can tell me I'm from Africa. I'm from, I'm from the 19th galaxy if they want. How, do, how can yeah, you, you, know how, how can you, know you know how gets me mad. Here's the thing that gets me mad, too, is that, you know, like they all want to call everybody that came here an African-American, right? Exactly. But, you know, like my son-in-law, he's not, he's from Africa, but he's, he's from Tunisia. Well, let me let me drop this on you. This is Africa. Did you know that? What America? Yep. It used That's to be called Africa. Secret that they hold it from everybody. Mm-hmm. This is Northwest Africa. I agree. You know what? So, Go ahead. We have um. I have, um, I have family. I have family in Guatemala. In Guatemala. Mm-hmm. 
they are so burned up. They tell us that the government gave um, their area the name of Guatemala. Right. And they told me, this is what they told me one day. Can you please tell the stupid Americans that we are the Mayans? That's correct. That's why they changed all the names. Yeah, I tell them, but didn't you guys get wiped out um, when the Christian crusade came? They said, yeah, but we didn't all die. We're still the Mayans. Now they're trying to call us Guatemalans on the paper. Right. That's why they, That's why you shouldn't accept the word Latino nor Hispanic, nor Hispaniol, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're a Moor. You're a Taino Indian native. You're Native American. Yeah. You see, we're the indigenous people whose birthrights have been stolen. Right. They kept, Nobody can prove any of these things, from the DNA mm-hmm. to the slave trade to Jesus. Nobody can prove any of these things. But we're still saying that these pseudo-governments are governments. And we're still saying that we're still slaves if we are not the people. We know that they wrote all of these treaties and all these constitutions with the people in mind. Now, the other thing is that when we say that the slaves couldn't read and write, most of y'all who say that do not know that it was the Africans who they call Denmark, Denmark Basie, and Toussaint the Overture, who produced the Constitution that America sits on today. I know about so that. So how were slaves not reading and not writing? We wrote Egypt wall. We wrote the walls on Egypt and all over the world. We had languages. The Europeans came out of the Caucasus Mountains and told everybody these stories. Oh, well, you're in Guatemala? We found you here. Our, our ancestors must support you here. Oh, you're in China? Oh, well, our ancestors must support you here. Do y'all follow where I'm going? They tricked every landmass. That's why it's easy for them to go everywhere else and create war and make us so scared that we're sending our children off to go fight for their war. Now, hence, the brother you was talking about earlier who was in the Marines and fought in this and that and other war, and you think he's going to get some big ups from the judge to save his house? No, he's not, because he's a subject. He's a slave. Slaves can't own property. The only thing he could do was claim his mother's last name, claim his birthright. El, Ali, Al, Bay, and Day. Those are the only names that are of noble titles in this part of the world. And if you look at from the from the Mayan language down to, down to the bottom of South Africa, all the way up to Canada, you will hear El in the language. Because we didn't speak man's language. We spoke God's language for a better lack of term, because if there's any Jews on a phone, they should be hanging up, because a Jew shouldn't be saying God, nor should be saying Christ, because Christ means to be anointed. It didn't mean no man. I don't believe in none of that man stuff. Show me a burial site of Abraham, Moses, and Jesus, and then we can have a conversation. But if y'all cannot, then we cannot have that conversation. This is the reason why North Korea don't want nothing to do with none of these westernized so-called modernized realities. This is the only place in the world where all the countries descended, but we still only speak the, la- the slave or the slave master's language, the guttural devilish language called English. We need to learn the other languages so that we can all get ourselves out of this mess. Hence, law is Latin. If you're going to the doctors and you're having a health issue, the reason why is because you're still talking English to them and you ain't talking to them in Greek. Because Herodotus 
Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Herodotus. What is the what is the what is here what is the oath? Let thy foods be thy medicine. So if you're eating dead carcasses and animals, you already under the Isabella and Queen uh, uh, Queen Isabella and um uh, King Ferdinand's spell. They said that if we come over here and we find y'all eating animals, if we find y'all eating meat, if we find y'all eating each other's flesh, then we can enslave y'all. That's interesting. Those are facts. Plus, you get sick. You get sick from eating meat too. Absolutely. I gave it up. I gave it up three years ago. I've been working on it. <laughs> Well, you know, it takes time, but, you know, at the same time, those who do take that venture on, they find that they can think faster. Right. They have oh, less yeah. stress to oh, yeah. deal with. Yep. That's yep. true. You were so saying we something about this... E-L. E-L. L. And then e is an echo, name. L as in Larry. As yeah, in your names, biblical yeah. scriptures, the Elohims and the L's. Eloah and Elohim. Elohim means so it, God. If that's in your last name, does that mean anything, or is that last name? That's my noble title. It's also under uh, Resolution 75. That's right. Don't you feel more, Zach? Yep. I know it. I know it. That's right. So we got to start to acknowledge and honor the nations that we come from. Just because we're born in this on this continent don't make us American. The 1828 Webster's Dictionary said the American are the copper-colored people. So if that is the case, and that means that if you Italian, you need to claim your Italian nationality because they're doing this over in Italy. Italy ain't, ain't, it ain't all gravy over there in them European countries. And it's for the same oh. reason. Oh. Yep. Yep, you're right. You're right. My dad was Italian and Portuguese. My mother was English. I was wondering, like, when you come here to America, right, like, remember when our ancestors came in through the borders, did they have to do an immigration paper? Everybody's name was changed. Everybody had everybody who came into the United States demarcation line, I don't uh-huh. call them borders. Um, they had to change their name to a European Christian name. Okay. And they even had to okay. adopt Christianity because ain't nobody came into the United States uh, a corporation and selected to be a Muslim. Unless you were okay. already coming from a Muslim country. So now they got the, the new, the new uh, how you say, um, the African Americans now uh-huh. are going to be the the Muslims, the Muslims that come out of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted. Barack Obama said you can't use Oriental, you can't use Negro as a title any longer. But, they're, but they've been talking about taking the N-word out of the dictionary for the last 10, 15, 20 years. If we take the N out of the dictionary, we got to take all the other words out of the dictionary. Because everybody comes from the end. That's true. That's Every true. race that's on the planet. Yep. Yep. My phone quit after I uh, asked you about the L. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. 
Did I answer your question? Um, I guess that you're talking about the name change when people came here. So maybe that does. Maybe that does. Yes, that was the that was the uh, the noble title that was um, stolen from the people who were here, and the I people whose descendants are still here. Um, George Washington chopping down a cherry tree was actually George Washington taking uh, the birthrights of the indigenous people who were who were already here. Hence, right. George Washington was adopted by one of the tribes, I believe it was the Sioux tribe, and he was a Wichita. So George Washington's name wasn't even Washington. It was Wichita. Just like um, Cipro Africana. He -hmm. didn't name the whole continent Africa. That tribe in the Northeast adopted him and made him one of their tribe members, which made him Africano. But the the Europeans who are in South America, they're invaders. They're pure-blooded invaders, and they're claiming that they're Africans now. And everybody is, if you're 50 or over, you've seen Suweto uprising. You've seen who was there before the European Portuguese invaded that region. Mm-hmm. All everybody got to do is start telling the truth. It ain't our fault that somebody got us into this daggone war with, with, with whichever and all these books that they placed in front of us. They knew that they was making us all illiterate by telling mm-hmm. a pale person he's white and by telling a dark person he's black. Mm-hmm. Black and white are inanimate yep. objects. Nobody yep. comes out of a crown box. There's no landmass that attributes to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and no, changing the names of all the landmasses. Say again? They changed the, land, the names of the landmasses. Right. And it made everybody think that everybody else was immigrant, right? So, but so now it's so because they changed the name, right? And then they, I don't know how they did it. I'm surprised they didn't. I think that's why the people went to war. They tried to that's, change your um, nationality. They, it's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they did. Even to the day. day. You know what, people? And that's what they're doing right now. You know those Arab states? They all got Allen in them. They are destroying Libya. They destroyed Libya. They destroyed Libya. Yeah. They're in Syria. They're in Yemen. They're in all of these states. Um. Um, uh, what they, uh, listen, they're, they're running. They're what are they doing? They're running the people off the land as refugees. They're trying to get the, at the resources. They want the oil and the gold. Yep, that's mm-hmm. exactly okay. what they're doing. They're they killed more Muammar Gaddafi because he was he he wanted to stop the war the wars yeah. around yeah. the world by using bringing the gold standard back. Yeah, yeah. And this is why they want to go at Russia. In China right now, because they got oh, yeah. the gold. Oh, yeah. And y'all better yep. fall in line because this is going to be China of the far west. Mm-hmm. So what you're viewing, people, is what they did to us, like what, before 1776, the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, um, uh, Spanish-American War, uh, 
This is uh, where they were running people off the land. It, 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 the war never stopped. Exactly. The war never stopped. Exactly. We need to recognize that they're still warring. If, mm-hmm. if, listen, if we, if, if we take five people, if we take a mm-hmm. black guy, a white guy, a Chinese guy, a Puerto Rican guy, and a Mexican guy, and ask all five of them, does slavery still exist? How many people are going to say yes? Well, you know the black guy is going to say yes quick, fast, and in a hurry. The white guy mm-hmm. going to look at the Puerto Rican guy, the Chinese guy, and the Mexican guy to see if they got the notice. The Spanish War is still going on. That's why Donald yep. Trump said Mexico is going to pay for the wall. And that's why the Mexicans said if Donald Trump is elected president, we're taking back California and Nevada and Texas. Yeah. And canceling the Hidalgo Treaty. Yeah. Which means that which means that the Louisiana Purchase is still up for grabs for those of Mm -hmm. us who are of the majority mind and understand the rules of engagement and the rules of war. Mm Mhm. I even said this myself. Look, people. Since they claim, you know, they did a phony registration, right? And you coming back as the, the with your status. Um, according to that one sheriff, he told Trial, uh, you can go into the probate court and claim you that property. Why? Because she's going to be the only living woman to claim that property, everybody else's name is that corporate name, so they don't have no rights. That's right. She can claim them, too. All the people who came before her, they weren't the real owners because they had the capital names on it. That means it was possession of the state. You mean you can claim any property? Once you have your name corrected, you are no longer a criminal, and you can lay claim to a piece. Like, say you see a house that has a bank lock on it. You go in there, you break the lock, you get in there, and you got to go to the probate and make claims of that land. That's why the, the guy, the uh, real estate agent, he called me, talking about he's going to have T arrested. Um, um, I said, no, you're not. I said, um uh, she has a right to claim that land. And he goes, we'll see about that. And he went over there with seven police cars to have her and the children taken out of the house. And the officer asked for identity, and she showed him. He ran the name and told the guy, no, we can only deal with criminals. And the guy did not understand. This is a Jewish guy. He didn't understand. He goes, she is a criminal. Look, there was a lock on the front door and the window. She popped the window open and made herself at home and turned the utilities on. He said, I can't do nothing about it. This is a civil matter. And he kept saying, you have to arrest her. I caught her breaking in. He goes, I can't. We only deal with criminals. He did not understand a word that that police officer was telling him. Wow. Basically, she doesn't have a capital name no more. It's showing her as the owner. So he cannot arrest the owner, because it now it's, she's not a piece of salvage of the trust. Right. She's not a ward of the state no more. And, and so the sheriff said, if I were you, I'd go to the probate court as soon as possible and lay claim to this land. He says, it's, it's abandoned. It's empty. 
That's pretty cool. And you know what? You guys can do it too. You know why? Because Wells Fargo filed a claim stating that the whole entire America was abandoned, that there's no people on the land, and that they went they went to lay claim on the entire United States. And uh, Anna, she had to hurry up. She wrote up. She had about 50 people. I think she was trying to get two from each state uh, to prove that they were living men on the land and that the bank can't have the property because there were legitimate people that had the right to claim land. So that means the whole land is open for a free grab, except for those that the United States already sold to other countries. And I think we might be able to get that back, too. Really? We should do it. Uh, she sent, uh, she, she probably replied to uh, Wells Fargo the case. Wow. Wells Fargo made the case in the, in the high court, and she gathered up, I think, 50 men to write a counterclaim saying that they were the legitimate Americans living on this land and that the bank had made a mistake or had a case of mistaken identity, that there are legal, legitimate people on this land that have a right for claim, so they didn't take the land yet. Wow. We need to get busy. Well, yeah, you, she is. She's been busy every day. I think she's down here right now with us. I'm supposed to meet her in a couple of days. Cool. So, yeah, we are trying to save this country because you know they're selling everything. Like a bridge might belong to China. Britain, I'm sure. How are we going to pay them? I have no idea because these people are holding all the gold. The same bottomly instruments. But who are we paying? Was that? Yeah. Well, we were trying to figure out who would we be paying for our own land is the question. Your own land? Your land. Yeah, all of us indigenous uh, people that are over yeah, well, here. Yeah, well, when you, you, you're we indigenous, be... you have a treaty that you're not supposed to be taxed for no land. Right. And you have a right. Look at Once you claim your indigenous status, you have a right to claim land because the all those uh-huh. other um, titles they're fictitious. They're they're not for real men and women. That's why the um, if you look at the warranty deeds and your notes and the papers, right. they're all in capital letters. That means there's not a true owner, and there hasn't been one probably since the 1800s. And he or she right. is probably dead. Right. Hmm? That is correct. I've had the we've had the sheriffs come by and you know try to remove us from property until uh, you know we put them on notice of who we were and they left us alone ever since. So you're you're right. Yep. And you put a but, notice. Uh, and here's where you put your notice too. Notice of intent. When you're in a community and you find a house and it's abandoned and you you already claim your status. You write a newspaper article saying um, notice of, you write public notice, notice of my intent to claim this property, and you write the address, and, you know, you box in the zip code, and then, you, you know, you tell them, um, you know, basically on a non-military private estate, that's what you got to call it, non-military private estate, because remember, it's all, it's all operated under martial law, and you write your upper lowercase name, right? 
And you're right. Anyone has any rebuttal or um, any uh, objection to my claim, please write to me here. And you could even have them um, at the 